cartoon commentary is not intended for children. Tom, Keith, and Corey are usually wrong, and anything they say can and probably will offend you. Apologies in advance. Commence the podcast. Cartoon commentary. What's up, Internet? Welcome to Cartoon Commentary, a podcast where three figurative tightrope walkers in their 30s talk about old, new, and sometimes weird cartoons, or maybe we should just call it anime at this point. I'm Corey, spending the rest of my life editing just this one episode so we don't get cancelled Zamir. I'm Tom. You know perfectly well I can't read Chinese, O'Connell. I'm Keith. Not not Keith today though. Just just not. I'm not him. He, he's Queef today. Oh God, <laughs> Corey. <laughs> there's your first edit. <laughs> that's awesome. No, 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 no. no. That oh, actually makes in. sense Wait. in reference to this episode I, because what yep. what game was that we played? <sighs> Munchkin. That was Munchkin. Munchkin. But Munchkin. As, when but... we used to play Munchkin, there's a. Card? I actually don't remember it's how it works. A dungeon card. Like, oh, a dungeon. It's, it's a called dungeon from the dungeon expansion. It so it's called the gender-bending to... dungeon. Yep. Yes. Where you had to assign and use uh, different gendered names for every player. And for some reason, for Keith, he wanted us to call him Queef. No. I no. didn't. I'm pretty sure that was Tom's idea. Because we were trying to figure out, because like <laughs> some names, some names were easy. Like Corey could be Karina, and Tom could just be like Tina, and like we just picked similar names that started with the same letter. And when it came to Keith, nobody knew anything, and I'm pretty Aaron. sure Tom was the one that was Aaron. just like, "Oh, it's Queef," <laughs> and it was it was so funny that. My name was Queef. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, you, it's the gender-bending dungeon, so you, you switch genders, and I thought of something the other gender might, you, you know, know, that, that I mean, gender might do. To be honest, when I do stage drag, I still use that name, so <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really been solidified. I have, I have a pretty large following. Um, mm-hmm. the, it's... it's I mean, if you have a, if your name is Queef and you have a large following, are you crop dusting all your fans? <laughs> well, I, I was going to ask, what do their, your fans call themselves? Like, do they have a, a, a nickname for the, like, uh, are they the Queef heads? Oh, no, they'd be the Queefettes. Obviously. <laughs> the, the Quaffles. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Quaffles. Alright, today uh, we're talking about this little anime that I rented VHS tapes for back in the day, in the days of Blockbuster, called Ranma One Half, or Ranma Half, depending on who you talk to. I was going to ask, I is, get, is... I could not get a definitive... I honestly... I say One Half. I looked at a sample size of two different YouTube videos of people talking about the series, and they both said it a different way. One said half, mm. one said one half. I think it just should be called Ranma. I mean... But whatever. 
mathematically, it should be Ranma 1 divided by 2. Okay. It's the lame way of saying Jesus. it. Can we get, just, can we get the saying. scientist weighing in on this? Yeah, go ahead, Doctor. Uh, I, I mean, what does the mathematical just, equation say in the title? I, uh, you... You know, you, you get to a point in your life where you just don't want to exert the energy you, anymore. You get to a point in your life where you just <laughs> you just abandon mathematics. I get it. No, no, it. it's explaining yeah, things it's to keep. Day after high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Tom, you you abandoned explaining things to me ten years ago. <laughs> no, I I do, but sometimes I just don't do it. You know. The way I probably should. No, the only time you explain anything to me is when it's something that's terribly, terribly wrong and inaccurate. And then you spend a lot of time explaining. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, it's Ranma one half. We're going to be talking yeah, about that's my season one. Season one. Like, I just feel like it sounds better to say one half, but I think... I, I also yeah, agree, I agree that it sounds stupid in the first place. It just sounds better than half. I think um, we're all in agreement here. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about season one, episode 18, although I did fuck up in the text message <laughs> and tell them episode eight, so I wonder if that's going to come back to bite me in the ass. Mm, yeah, oh, it might, it might although be. Although, I yeah. assume it probably, it I might probably be like, you forgot a about... little bit of context. I'm, well, the thing is, I enjoyed episode eight. In this episode. I enjoyed episode me eight. Too. I got most of the way through it, and then I was like, oh man, I really hope I don't try to correct Corey and just be like, wait, you forgot about this part. 10 episodes <laughs> earlier that we need to talk. So, so what I did was I, yeah. <laughs> I watched episode so 18 if I'm, if, twice. If yeah. Yeah. Me too. So if I'm remembering episode eight was the high school battle episode with, uh, with Ryoga. Ryoga. Yeah. Ryoga. And, to be honest, I had vetted that episode to see if that would be good for the show. And from what I remember, it's another one of those episodes that just kind of like ends out of nowhere. Or yeah. like, mm-hmm. no, I, this... I feel like a lot of episodes on this show, I, I've never watched more episodes of a show to get a good idea for what would be good for the podcast than ah. I did for this episode. I probably watched episodes 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, and 18. And then, hmm. just for funsies, because I think I'm just watching the series now, I watched all the ones in between. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I, I enjoyed the one that you, you picked. It was good. Yeah, yeah, my reasoning for picking this series in general is, like I said at the beginning of the episode, this is something that I would come across at Blockbuster, and back then it was like, if they had anime to begin with, they might have a VHS tape, two VHS tapes, and if I'm remembering correctly, on a VHS tape you'd probably have two episodes of a show. So, I think I saw the first two episodes of Ranmo One Half, and then they had the episode with uh, the high school battle in another episode. Hmm. So, like, I watched some stuff with uh, Ryoga and then the first two episodes. And then there was, like, a random OVA for, like, a Christmas thing, which I 
don't think would be relevant for the podcast. So after exhausting Blockbuster's supply of that show, I never really looked back into it until I got into manga. And I think I collected like the first 10 volumes or something and then fell off it and never thought about it again until we started doing this podcast. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I was like, all right, we need to do a little bit more anime on here. And I was trying to think like all the all the Mobile Suit Gundam stuff is like way too political. I've tried to vet so many episodes for that and it's just like so much backstory that I don't understand. Like, whereas mm. Ranma, despite the fact that there's a lot of characters, a lot of random shit going on, the status quo doesn't really change that much. I mean, you need, like, a, a little bit of background. Like, the background that you provided in a single text message was perfect. Well, that was literally just pulled from Wikipedia. So, for the sake oh. of the audience, I'll read that here. Um... The story revolves around a teenage boy named Ranma Sautome, who trained in the martial arts since early childhood. As a result of an accident during a training journey, he is cursed to become a girl when splashed with cold water, while hot water changes him back into a boy. Throughout the series, Ranma seeks out a way to rid himself of the curse, while his friends, enemies, and many fiancés constantly hinder and interfere. So... The backstory on that is him and his father, who, um, based on this episode, I don't know if it would be apparent that the panda is his father. Nope. I had no idea. Nope. I thought that was a loving nope. pet that was just <laughs> I re- really I fucking I realized funny. that they didn't... At a certain yeah. point in the series, I feel like <clears throat> the animators specifically, or maybe it was like this in the manga also, they enjoyed drawing the panda more than the plain like, human version of the father. So, rather than... Like, Ranma constantly is always trying to, like, change back into a boy early on. Because Mm. he, you know, is a boy. He identifies as a boy, and he's trying to get rid of this curse, so he doesn't have to, you know, keep turning into a girl. And... Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, and his father has the same condition, except... He turns into a panda. Like, uh, oh I think he wow! Just kind of embraces that. Uh, but is it? But is it I, the same? Like the the catalyst is the catalyst hot water, yes, cold water. The same it, for everybody that transforms in this. As far as I know, it's hot water, cold water. So, huh. so the father is literally just like, I'm a I'm a panda, and yeah, like, he's he's basically fuck care. it. I'm a panda. I communicate via signs that i hold up now i mean i kind of get because wow. the thing is is that at least with ranma when ranma changes <clears throat> from like you know boy to girl and, and back and forth he doesn't i mean it maybe get it maybe gets a little uncomfortable with his clothing that he's wearing but like he seems to deal with it perfectly fine when you change from man to panda <laughs> i would imagine that your <laughs> clothes get mostly torn off and when you change from panda back to man you're just you know, I'm not actually sure about that because I I don't feel like they transform the father enough in most of the episodes. Or I've they seen they transform him off. Where, yeah, mm. or they just probably don't. So 
I don't know if you noticed in the episode I, well, the episode we're watching for this uh, podcast or the episode that you might have watched accidentally because I gave you the wrong episode number. Uh, this show has no problem with showing random nudity, even on Hulu. I mean... Yeah. Uh, the, in episode 8, I noticed a pair of breasts, full frontal. Like, she was <laughs> yeah. in the she was in the distance, but I was like, wait a minute, she's topless, what the hell? And then the next moment, she's talking like this and has black hair. And I was really confused, because I didn't know about the water transformation thing. I was like, what's <laughs> going on? What's going on? <laughs> no, well, this is the thing, is that, I mean... It's, it's a dude, so... Um, I mean, at the time, the dude was a girl, but it's it's a dude, so therefore, it's not nudity. It's just free the nipple, right? Because, like, dudes can, dudes can show their nipples. And the guy was a dude before he got cursed, where sometimes he's a girl, so... This is where the lines get blurred. They get blurred real heavy. Because <laughs> he changes into a so, girl... And then when he's got girl boobs, he can't show them. But, like, if he just pours hot water on himself, that he can show them? Well, that's the thing is, mm. early on especially, he doesn't care when he's naked as a girl. Like, so he'll, like, someone will be looking at him topless as a girl, and he's just like, I don't fucking care. Because he doesn't, you know. Yeah. I well, guess, like, he doesn't identify as, like, well, this isn't me. Yeah, he's used to being a dude, so he's not yeah, understanding, like, he has like no the shame modesty. About it. Yeah, he doesn't have mm. any modesty with it. And, yeah. Uh, I think as the series goes on, and from what I've read, I haven't watched enough of it yet. I'm, I'm maybe, like, ten episodes total in. Uh, Ranma as a boy and Ranma as a girl have slightly different personalities. Like, when he does become a girl... Um, he reacts to situations a little bit differently, and they also allude that he's a much better fighter when he's a boy, I think because his body is stronger in general. So, like, it's not just, like, it's not just a physical change, it's also a mental change a little bit, because you'll notice, mm. like, in some episodes, because one of the main conceits of this show is that there's a whole bunch of characters that are different levels of knowing about Ranma's uh, curse or other people's curses because the father's cursed, um, Ryoga is cursed. Oh, he, he is? I don't know if you guys noticed that. Um, no. Pichan, uh -uh. that's Ryoga. The little pig. Oh, <gasps> no I way! Didn't realize that. No shit. Yeah, so okay. they don't show him. Like they show him change later in the episode, which we'll get to. But early in the episode, mm. he's Peachan, um, a yeah, is yeah. pig. And as far as I know, she doesn't know that that's Ryoga. That's just her pet Pichan. I didn't know that was Ryoga. So. Ryoga is <laughs> Me either. <laughs> a rival of Ranma's that tends to hang around the dojo that they live at. Yeah. Yeah, the other episode they fought. <laughs> and throw cold yeah. water on him, like, constantly. Yeah. yeah. Well, because Ryoga is in love with Akane, so 
Alright, so <laughs> yeah. let me get into the deep dive on the backstories of these characters before we get into the episode. Mm. Ranma uh, and his father were traveling China and came across these cursed springs that basically anybody who goes into those springs becomes cursed for the rest of their life to change into whatever the last thing that um, died in those springs. Now, I didn't watch those episodes, but they should have had some signs up, just saying. <laughs> yeah, I like, think they just, did, geez, actually. Yeah. I oh. think I think oh. that's like the part of the joke. The is running there is joke. A fucking sign. There's but a they sign, but they... because it was in Chinese. Oh god damn! Like, oh, that's yeah, I was great. just. Uh, that's great because they reference oh, that these are episode. Japanese okay. people. They can't read Chinese. Yes. So okay. <laughs> so Rama it sucks fell to be a into tourist. a hot spring that a young girl died in. Uh, and did he... his father fell into a hot spring that a panda died in, and that's why they turn into what they uh... do. Oh, because otherwise everybody would be just gender bending left and right. Mm. I guess, oh, but the thing um... is, does everybody like is is he the only person cursed by that, or is it like it's like anybody that well, no, falls him, into his the father? One... Anybody. That's why Ryoga, who uh, fell into a hot spring. Uh, apparently was pushed by Ranma into a hot spring. Oh, where a pig that's died. why that cursed him. Okay. That a, a baby pig died in. So, so this. So is that's why he turns into a little black black baby pig. So what? What my question is though is that like is, and they probably don't cover this, but do we think this is a one time curse? It's like the baby pig died in that spring, so the next person that falls in gets cursed. Or does every person that goes in that spring get cursed with the baby pig curse from then on? I think on it's everybody. Until, Anybody who goes in there. Until yeah. a new thing dies in that. Until a new thing dies in it, and then the people would or, turn into that. Or does a new thing die in it just, just really split up the gene pool? Where it's like, okay, so baby pig died in it, and then like giraffe Full grown giraffe. You should have so gone then, with bear. It, Why oh, didn't you go with bear? No, I went with giraffe because it'd really be funny for a baby pig to have a, like a seven foot long neck. But so, you could have made a man bear pig joke. Oh, I could have. Wow. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Then you'd have to do a baby bear though, and then you just kill yeah, so anyway. extra babies. Well, 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 uh, well. <laughs> Rama, his father. And the Tendos, which is Akane's family, uh, the are all the, the part Ninten of the dojo the, the of... The Nintendos. Not just the Tendos. Yes, Nintendos. Uh, part of the dojo of Anything Goes Martial Arts, which I think is a pretty badass name for a dojo. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hmm. I'm pretty sure Anything Goes Martial Arts is called... Uh, MMA. It's it's mixed. Mar it's <laughs> it's like much. anything except for like what fish hooking and eye gouging. Like that's <laughs> these are the rules. Well, there's the difference. The, these <laughs> no, are the rules. Goes. There are no rules. Yeah, We're just gonna fuck goes. each other up. <laughs> it's it's yeah, Fight Club. So it's Fight Club. Continuing on explaining mm -hmm. what the conceit of the show is, uh, Genma, Ranma's father. He is friends with Akane's father. Oh, I forgot his first name, but Mr. Tendo is what they end up calling him most of the time anyway. Uh, 
His first uh, name is Nin. We see him later in the episode. What? <laughs> his first name is Nin. Nin. Yeah, Nin Nintendo. Nailed it. Ah, the Keith I'm, just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna keep making. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep Nintendo making Nin. that joke. It's. <laughs> it's my terrible joke, so, and I'm sticking to it, just like Tom's terrible joke. My joke rocked. You're just jealous. Corey's so disappointed in both of us right now. I, I just need a mute button for both of us. <laughs> 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 so we can start the episode. Yeah, we're trying. Either or I need Keith to run his voice out so we can't talk anymore. It's going to happen. I'm going to get... I'm, I know. I Honestly, I'm muting myself. Like... For as much as I'm talking, I am muted. Keep. All besides that, because I am coughing and and blowing my nose in between it. So, at yeah. the end of this episode, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. So, uh, like some, I, I was about to say many, but I guess some Japanese families do. They intended for their children to continue on. The Anything Goes Martial Arts Dojo. And to do that, they decided to have an arranged marriage between the family. So, Ranma Sautome was to marry one of the Tendo sisters. Um, And there are three sisters, Akane... Oh, I'm blinking on the other two's names, but they're not that important in this episode. (laughs) Uh, They basically pass it down to Akane to marry Ranma because they think that arranged marriages are stupid and Akane hates boys. Oh, so they Like, she know has a that, hatred for boys. But they know that Ranma so can So that was their way girl. of, like, fighting back. Yeah. No, they didn't know uh, that. Oh, they didn't know that. No. No, but, you know... They didn't want an arranged marriage, so it's like the older sister passes it down to this middle sister, middle sister passes it down to the youngest sister, kind of thing. Uh, uh, and they're also closest in age. So, but that's those that's two tragic, are basically though, because, because fun- the, the thing is, is that like Ranma just could have been like, "Oh, you hate boys? Let me get some cold water." Well, the thing is, he's not into it either. Like, he doesn't uh, want to true. go along with this either. But their parents are making them or for the you know conceit of the show or making them it's kind of like three's company but in anime (laughs) not that three's company had arranged marriage but it was like a show that's basically here's misunderstandings left and right and that's what our comedy is from Mm, this person doesn't understand this thing that this person's doing because there's a misunderstanding it's kind of like that sometimes but the misunderstanding is less from uh, what people perceive and more out of some characters just being dumb. Like, hmm. for instance, there's a character who is the lead of the high school kendo team. Um, I wish I had all these names in front of me because if they're not in the episode, I don't have them like written down anywhere. But he basically falls in love with, he's been in love with Akane, but when he sees female Ranma, he falls in love with her. Oh. Not understanding that that is the male Ranma. 
yeah. I think we saw him either in this episode or the other episode we accidentally watched. The other watched. episode that you um, accidentally watched. Yeah, um, there's a small, you know, clip of him in there, yeah. Yeah, and he he's like such a thick-headed character that you can basically, to his face, explain it to him and he still won't get it. Yeah. He's been holding the female Ranma, had water poured on them. And changed into the male Ranma, and he's just like, do you practice witchcraft? <laughs> Thinking, like, he, he like, made the female Ranma disappear. Yeah. Well... And female Ranma never, like, ends up getting a name, from what I understand. To, well, like, all the people yeah, that... Yeah, they always just call her Ranma. ...are confused right? about it. Well, I mean, it is Yeah, like, well, because the people in the know yeah. call him Ranma. Yeah, it's the same so. person, yeah. Yeah, but like yeah. the people that are like in love with the the red haired girl, they usually call her like the the pig pigtailed girl or something like that. Yes, okay. I was wondering about and that because I heard they, one of the characters call her that. They're never like, "Hey, what's your name?" Because the answer would be Ranma, and then that would be like, "Wait, Mim what?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm but fighting is, with this dude named is, Ranma. Why do you have the same name as him? <laughs> unless, unless I'm mistaken, though, the only thing that changes is the, well, the hair color, some of the physical features. Height. And height. Boobs. <laughs> and, well, that's covered under physical features. Uh, Vagina. And, and voice. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, Tom. It, yeah, it changes from a male <laughs> vagina to a female vagina. Duh. I mean, come on. Yep. We all know that. Yep. So, but the voice, and the thing is, so Corey, we watched the dubbed version, and I... Yes. Because, which is the which, only anime that I'll pretty much support that on, because this is the only way I ever watched it back in the day. Because that was the nostalgia thing. Really? So the, wow. I also then watched yeah. it dubbed, because you said that. And I was, I was very appreciative of the fact that when they dubbed it, they did use... Well, I assume they used two different voices. It was two different voices for the male and female yeah. voices. It could have been the same person. Probably wasn't. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the same person just is walking like this. Yeah, it's it's a woman doing oh, really? a That's a really voice. strange woman yeah, voice, it's a, Tom. Well, it's a woman doing... The female Ranma and also male Ranma. That's oh. why male Ranma. Yes, that's what I mean. I was, that's, just, trying that's to, what I was just trying to make fun of Tom because he went to it's a like, low it's voice. It's like Bart Simpson. No, well, I, has a female I, I, voice actor. That's true. That's true. I'm assuming my normal voice is high enough to be the, the contrast, so I use the low voice because yeah. I guess I could talk like this. But yeah, that, sounds that terrible. just it is. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Keith. No, it's just, I probably it again. did something for somebody out there. Uh, you know. <laughs> Sorry, a masturbator. <laughs> Rule 34. Yeah. Our fisherman listeners. Yep. What? Alright, so the last character I really have to explain is Ryoga, who is... It's not really shown in this episode, but his main thing is He's turning into he, a pig, apparently. Well, that's not his main thing, actually. His main thing mine. is he is really bad with directions to the point where someone could be pointing for you to go down this path and he'll go the wrong way. And that will constantly lead him into situations where yeah. 
I I I jive with this guy late for something. No, I jive with this guy. This so is much. an anime I, trope, isn't it? I am I am so bad with directions. Not to this extent. Like, I have to use well, my GPS for basically any destination that I have not been to at least a dozen times. Like, Corey, if I had your job, I would be totally flat ass broke because I would. I would only be able to travel to stores within the town that I live in because I am so bad at finding places. So, this is my spirit animal here. Well, this, this episode, or, or sorry, this character uh, being lost, I, I mentioned, I don't know, like a minute ago, I said something like, isn't this an anime trope? Uh, I think we might have even talked about this in a previous anime episode we covered where we, we talk about the characters that are just terrible with directions. Because um, it immediately made me think of several other anime, particularly One Piece, uh, Roanoa Zoro. Uh, that character, Zoro, he uh, is horrendous with directions. If someone tells him it's this way and they point at the direction... He goes in the opposite direction and is completely oblivious. Oh, wow. And I was like, "Yeah, I was like, holy crap, this is like this character." I and then I know. To Ranma. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Because when did Ranma probably I, this felt like an eighties, late eighties, One Piece by uh, like a decade and a half. Yeah, One Piece is late nineties. It's like around when Pokemon came out. Yeah, Ranma was eighty-seven yeah. to ninety-six. Wow! Yeah, you know it. it uh, I was gonna say the the uh, episode felt like it was a late '80s kind of episode. Just uh, I have no idea where it was in the episode, but there's like this sort of background music that starts playing, and it's so '80s. Like uh, I don't know if any. Do you guys remember the what I'm talking about? At one point. Uh, I think it's like during an action scene or something where they're they're running away or they're trying to do something and they're just they're, they're playing this music and I'm just like wow that feels like such an 80s track and I was gonna google it and see if I could pull it up because I was gonna ask if Corey could somehow play like five seconds of it just to give you an idea we'll, we'll see so. how I'm feeling when I'm editing this episode uh, yeah <laughs> three months from now at this rate <laughs> Mm. Oh, yeah, so, uh, and Corey, uh, yeah. sorry, before we go on, and, and it's relevant to this episode, uh, but have you ever seen the anime um, or read the manga uh, Fruits Basket? Uh, I've heard of it, and I've sold it very well in the past. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. Uh, there was an original anime a few years back, and then they did a new anime adaptation where they, they redid it just, you know, with, mm -hmm. I guess, uh, better animation. They gave it, like, a two or three seasons instead of just one so it, they could tell the complete story. Uh, and it's basically uh, about a girl, uh, sort of like an orphaned girl who somehow comes to live with this family or, well, three members of a family uh, that are all cursed, similar to Ramna. Yeah, they, they have a curse only... Right, they turned into animals like Ramna's father. That's the the panda thing. I kept wanting to to talk talk about it before uh, when we were talking about the father. Uh, but 
instead of water, it's when uh, someone of the opposite sex hugs you or touches you or something like that. So, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, when the lead character, Toda, um, Honda, Toda, it's been a long, it's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, but, like, if she was to hug one of the other characters, uh, he'd turn into, like, a, a yellow, uh, not yellow, an orange cat, and the other one would... Uh, you know, turn into a dog, and it, basically, uh, the family members were cursed to turn into uh, members of the Chinese zodiac. Um, mm. So, watching this episode, it it kept making me, uh, well, actually, not, well, yeah, when I watched uh, Ramna changing between female Ramna and and male Ramna, it still made me think of Fruits Basket. But now that I know that the father actually turns into a panda, it's like, yeah, this totally makes me think of Fruits Basket. So, so along the same lines, there's a brand new movie that came out uh, maybe a month or so ago um, at this point on Disney Plus called Red Panda. Yep, I just watched that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good movie. And it's about a girl whose lineage, like they, she comes from a, you know, lineage from essentially like a patron saint or god that has an affinity to red pandas. And unfortunately, hmm. when everybody comes of age, basically puberty, um, they, on the, in the female side of her family, they, there's some, there's some like parallels here to like, you know, puberty and, you know, having your bodily Period. functions. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's, there's some, there's some, the thing is, farting. is what I've what I've learned about this movie is that if you try to draw those parallels through everything in the whole movie, that's a great way to ruin the movie. because <laughs> it just makes it it makes so, it really weird. Um, so I'm watching the movie while watching my my goddaughter for the first time. I'm yep. watching this movie. Yep. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like my jaw is dropping when she first turns into the red panda. Spoilers for this movie, by the way. Uh, and I'm, I'm just like, is this really a Pixar movie about, <laughs> about some sort of like, yeah, cause the story where they're relating this to having your period. Like, how do you explain this to kids as an adult? <laughs> I mean, the thing, the problem is, is that if you explain this to kids after they go through the event of having their period, they'd be like, why can't I just be a panda? <laughs> I feel like that's what my experience. Well, would no, be. but like, like never, think about how never having to go through either. That is, if that's what the movie's really about, because you have like an eight-year-old girl asking you to explain this movie to her, and it's just like, sorry, in about like no. four or five years, I have a really bad time no. once a month. Which is funny. Sorry, like my so my daughter is <laughs> turning five this summer, and. She watched that movie a bunch of times. Like we, we put it on. We're like, I don't know if this is totally appropriate, and we're like, uh, a lot of things are over your head. You're not going to get that. Okay, like, whatever. I guess I'm a bad parent. So, yeah, um, like these things are made for kids, but they they pepper in, uh, like jokes and storylines for the parents too. Yeah, that are like purposely over. And that's what that is. But like that's. I don't know. That was like a, a very similar kind of thing, though, where it was just like, um, it was a, it was a, a main character that transformed when certain things happened. It was basically whenever she got overly emotional, no matter what the emotion was, 
she would turn into a giant red panda. And if she got just slightly over emotional, she would get sometimes just certain aspects like the ears or the tail. Yeah. So, and then eventually she, she got to be able to control it, which was kind of interesting. That's not what this episode is about with the podcast, but that was actually a decent movie. <laughs> yeah, we almost did a whole synopsis on it. Yeah. Hey listeners, Corey here, real quick, to see if you can help us out and grow the podcast by leaving a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, if you enjoy the show, wouldn't it be great to share it with friends and family? Just a suggestion. Alright, so we're back. We're talking about Ranma, one half, season one, episode 18, Enter Shampoo... Some more words, some more words, some more words. I don't remember what they were. Anyway, this episode starts off with Ranma, as a girl, uh, eating ice cream at an ice cream parlor with his fiance, Akane. Um, and he's super excited about eating this ice cream. I don't know specifically what kind of ice cream this is. It looks really... It's, it's a parfait, right? Well, yeah, but it's got, like, a ridiculous amount of stuff in it. Like, I'm, I'm pretty really, sure yeah. that just means that it's, like, layered. Yeah. Right? It's got a whole bunch of stuff. It's frilly. Yeah. So that's what they're dealing with. He's saying he always wanted to eat one of these, but he always would feel embarrassed to do it. Um, I want to eat one now. Yeah, he says guys would never eat this kind of ice cream, and he's just wolfing it down. Uh, and mm. Akane is like chastising him because a girl wouldn't eat like that, and he's just like, "Well, I'm eating it like this, so I don't, you know." I think uh, he, I and... think he like fails to like uh, recognize that if he was a guy, he feels apparently emasculated by ordering this frilly ice cream. But then if he ate it, where he just literally housed it in thirty seconds. Would he really feel so masculine? Like he basically ate it like it was an eating competition. Like it, I kept mm. thinking, how did he not get like the ice cream headache? Oh, the brain freeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brain freeze. Yeah, like I, I maybe, see him wolf it down. I'm like, that's severe, painful. Severe martial arts training uh, keeps you from getting ice cream headaches. That's why you do it, right? That's true. What so was the name of his uh, dojo? Anything goes martial arts. Right. Uh, when you said that earlier in the episode, I immediately thought of the uh, intro to the second Indiana Jones movie where Kate Capshaw, uh, the actress playing Willie, uh, sings Anything Goes, but in, I think, Cant Cantonese or Chinese. So, uh, I don't know. It... It just felt like, wow, lots of connections. China, the guy got cursed in China. He was part of the Anything Goes dojo. And then Kate Kupcha sings Anything Goes at the beginning of this this uh, Indiana Jones movie, which probably came out the same year as the series. So many connections, well, Corey. Maybe. So many connections. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, then. So... Uh, Akane is also has her ice cream, but she's eating it, you know, a little bit slower and ladylike. And she also has her pet, uh, piglet there, Pichan, who, as we talked about before, 
is a cursed Ryoga. Uh, and I'm pretty sure, at least based on her actions, that she doesn't know it's Ryoga. I don't know that specifically because I haven't, you know, confirmed that. But Yeah, it seems, um, seems like not apparent, at least. Yeah, but Ranma knows. So she ends up giving her piglet some of her ice cream and he's just like don't waste that on him uh if you if you're gonna waste it like that give it to me um so rama and ryoga like that's like i think his main rivalry is with ryoga so like he's constantly Mm -hmm. like kind of butting in and as we'll see later in the episode like kind of antagonizing rama uh, basically trying to break him and Akane up, because even though they're not, like, in a relationship relationship, like, they don't look at each other that way, they are betrothed to each other based on, mm. you know, the arranged marriage. That yeah, so, like, none of none of the benefits and all of the negatives, like... Yeah, like the awkward... Yep. The awkwardness. The awkwardness, the, jeal- um, the jealousy if somebody else, like, gets mm-hmm. attention... Yeah, and, like, obviously, as we'll see, there's budding feelings there. I mean, this is 18 episodes in. Like, it definitely wasn't there when you look at them in, like, season, or in, uh, in episode three, episode four. But, well, in, like, in they episode do, eight, they do there was little closer. hints. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, over, yeah. The, over the series, I think that's probably one of the only things that changes is they grow closer. Uh. Um and I know in, like, one of the OVAs I watched back in the day, they were definitely a lot closer. Hmm. Um, where, like, it was apparent that they're probably going to end up together. Um, so, at this ice cream parlor, uh, there's this news broadcast kind of going on on the TV that ends up being kind of mostly just to help segue into what happens next. Like, it's like the announcer kind of, like, announces the arrival of oh that was great that was great i like that cracked me up yeah so all of a sudden the wall gets broken down in this ice cream parlor and you see this at first appearing demonic looking figure in the silhouette uh ends up being a purple haired uh girl dressed in chinese clothing uh, with a very limited vocabulary <laughs> because of the language barrier. Um, Everybody I'm... here is speaking Japanese, and she only really speaks Chinese. But but the thing is, I mean, limited vocabulary, but at the same time, she she got the point across. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when your point is uh, death, murder, kill. Well, she yeah, said pretty, Ranma pretty die. Well, yeah, that's a name. That's yeah, yeah the name, name and, and then action. Mm-hmm. And linguists say seventy percent, or maybe it's even eighty percent of communication is is visual rather than auditory. So, you yeah, know, her th- hucking things, you know, at the people trying to kill them is you know, pretty good. <laughs> uh, pretty indi- good indication. <laughs> so one thing I didn't look up or don't have in my knowledge base is what the hell these weapons would be called. Because mm. she uses them throughout the I, the episode. They're like they're like these sticks with balls on the end of them that are they're like, like maracas. Heavy. They're like maracas except 
are like some instrument of death. They're like death maracas. The thing is, they death look maracas. based That's on how they're decorated. They look like maracas, but they are spherical, like a bowling ball, with a stick on the end. So the and the amount of damage that they do, and the amount of force that they sustain without taking damage, I would imagine they're kind of like bowling balls, where they are heavy. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's. I do not understand how that's a viable weapon. It's like, oh, here's two balls that are pretty heavy, both fixed to a foot-long stick that -hmm. would make it, I don't know, let's ask the science, the science guy. Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Doctor Tom, if you I'm hold sorry, a, if, you, if you hold a bowling I'm... ball by a, a stick that is fixed to one side of it, how easy would that be to manipulate and swing? To me, the the fulcrum is too short for you to really manipulate a heavy weight in a agile martial arts fashion. Keith is just throwing out words. Just like <laughs> thinking of adjectives, he could you know make a, construct a sentence that sounds very sophisticated. And, Tom, uh, Tom, I, please, please, uh, please answer my question. <laughs> Keith, imagine swinging a sledgehammer. It's essentially like it's a sledgehammer, except you know instead of a but a, uh, but a sledgehammer has like a three foot long. Uh, handle to it whereas this is how long were her handles like a foot maybe and not only that but i thought they were longer than that weren't they were like i thought they were around three feet i thought they were no no really they were short two feet at most yeah they were all right then think of a large hammer and not only that but a a sledgehammer has probably i don't know i have a mini sledge and that's basically a hammer sized sledge so it has like a one foot handle and has a three-pound head. There's a big oh, joke there oh, somewhere. Yeah. Don't sell yourself. Hey, it's thing. all about how you swing it. So <laughs> short and quick. So uh, if you have a, a full size, if you have a full size, really if you have a full size sledgehammer, <laughs> I would I would imagine that the head of the sledgehammer is probably. Obviously more than three pounds, but it's probably not more than like eight or ten. But you have a three three foot long handle. If she has what is basically bowling balls on a foot and a half long stick, she has a fifteen pound spherical object on a a double. What is rod. the density of the material? You don't know what the density is, so you can't make the judgment. Anime. Here. <laughs> it's anime density. <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> so, Corey, what happens next? <laughs> Alright, so she's super Abandoned pissed. the argument. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Rama knows who it is. He says her name. Sh-sh-shampoo. Uh, is that, Akane is, is surprised. Is that, a, is that a common Chinese name? Do we know? No. I think it's. I think it's along the lines of... You know how in Dragon Ball Z, all the Saiyans are, like, based on vegetables? Wait, like really? Vegeta? No? Really? 
Vegeta, Kakarot, Brawly. Oh, I didn't know the names of anyone Raditz. besides Vegeta. Yeah, I guess. So, like, Raditz, Radish. Yeah. Kakarot, Carrot, Vegeta, oh, Vegetable. Oh, I thought um, it was Vagina. No Brawly, Broccoli. I guess that oh. all makes sense. So, Daikon. It's a Japanese Radish? No. Like, yeah. in, in the Mario 2 I don't think video game when Mario pulls out the... I don't know, it's a common vegetable. Yeah, when no, you said I, radish, I, I totally remember that. Over in, there. in Mario 2, when Mario pulls out a daikon radish and then fully explains it to the person playing the video game of what a daikon radish mm-hmm. is and then chops mm-hmm. it up and puts it in a salad and everybody is happy. Well, excuse me for knowing what daikons are. Well, I know what it is. Corey, did you know what it is? No, but I also didn't care, so. Well, also Mario 2 is <laughs> technically a Touché. Mario video game, so. Oh my god. I know. I know. <laughs> it's impossible oh. to be on the internet and have okay. someone mention Mario 2 without explaining that it's not Mario 2. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm convinced. It's I had impossible. To, I had to I had to fit that Everybody in there. has to bring up yeah. Doki Doki Panic. Well, I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to go that deep, but I just wanted to be like Mario 2 is not Mario 2. Hmm. Because there's one listener. There's one listener in Turkey that just <laughs> had their mind blown. <laughs> I really, I don't, yep. you know, we joke I don't about three it, listeners I really don't think the people in Turkey are even listening anymore because I look oh, at the analytics. Oh. Are you telling me that our three <laughs> Turkish listeners are not? Them. We lost God. them, guys. We just need to accept it. <laughs> well, Corey, Corey, we need to figure out which episode we lost them on. You know what? We probably had the three Mormon Turkish men. <laughs> we, have to, we have to figure out the error of our ways. <laughs> The problem is, is that we have we have a a little backlog of episodes at this point. So this is going to be hard work. Mm. It's going to be I really hope they hard. come back. Yeah, so <sighs> so back in the episode, Akane <laughs> is surprised that he knows this girl. Um, and this is actually one of the reasons I wanted to pick an episode like this is. There ends up being so many characters that I wanted to pick an episode where a character is introduced rather than before the episode have to explain all, like, five different characters that are involved in the episode. Well, I mean... Just, like, talk about her intro during the episode. You did have to explain a lot, Hardy, with this episode, but it also does have a new character. Yeah, but if you think back to it, I only explain, like, four characters, or three characters. True. Ranma, his father, yeah. and Ryoga. Which, because Akane is just, you know, martial arts girl. She's true. not that complicated. Yeah. Shampoo wants Ranma to die. We don't know why yet. Uh, she starts swinging at him with her uh, death maracas, I think we're going to call them for this episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Ranma starts talking like, hey, could you just get over it? Like, leave me alone. Honestly, and I just want to say... I don't know exactly what he did to get away, but he, like, threw the tablecloth at her. Yeah. And, I, and the distraction obscured, disappeared. Obscured vision. Um, are we skipping over the whole she had the ice cream all over her face and it was kind of inappropriate? Who? Ramna. Oh, Ra- Ramna? Ramna was eating ice cream so furiously that it was just, yeah... 
Her face was yeah, but it 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 looked pretty bad. Tom, I understand. Ranma had ice cream on her face. It's a stretch. You're trying to make it come. No, it's <laughs> it's. We get it. No, no, I, I, I wasn't... no. Okay, then what is it? If it's, it's not... not quite enough for a bukkake, it's. <laughs> if it ain't enough for a bukkake, it ain't worth our time. <laughs> True it's, enough. It's not like the ice cream. Those shooting are words to live by, Corey. So <laughs> let's just move shirt. on then. Let's let's hey, shirt. there you go, Corey. Now you're definitely cutting this out. There you go. No, I'm leaving that in. That that just solidifies it. No, it's rock hard in this episode now. No. So where were we? Yeah. So throws the tablecloth, distracts shampoo. Uh. And Akane points out the hole that Shampoo came in and is just like, he went that way. And she falls for it. Uh, Which is so funny because well, granted, she doesn't necessarily speak Japanese because she's Chinese. Yeah. But so she basically she, pointed he, at it. He went that she way saying, yeah. and she, it, yeah. she's looking for that's girl, That's probably but... the only reason that worked because... yeah. The genders here definitely play into how Shampoo reacts to Ramba as a character. Yes. So, apparently, in that distraction, Ramba was able to hide in a cabinet. And he starts getting questioned by Akane immediately. Did you have a fight with her or something? Uh, Akane mentions, like, how... <laughs> multiple times in this episode, Akane feels the need to mention, uh, how cute Shampoo is. Like, kind of in, like, a jealous sense. You know? And I, I definitely wouldn't mm. have noticed that as a kid, but... When your girl is mentioning, oh, like, look how cute this person is, that's called a trap. That's a trap, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Don't fall for it. Uh, the owner of the ice cream parlor tries to get him to pay for all the damage because they absolutely wrecked this place. Well, they? Uh, well, Shampoo, shampoo wrecked the place. But he's, he's calling Shampoo, you know, his friend. Uh, and he's just like, she's trying to kill, like, you know how, like, when someone overreacts to a situation, and if you overreact back at them, you kind of, like, outdo them? Like, that's kind of what happens yeah. here. Because this owner is <laughs> outraged, and then Ranma is more outraged, so his outrage kind of... Yeah, well, because the owner's just like, Ron, like, you're gonna pay for all this damage, and Ranma's like, she's trying to kill she's me. She's trying to kill me. I'm, I'm not, not friends with anything. her, I'm not paying for shit. Like, yeah, which oh, is, which is totally entirely. legitimate, like totally yeah. legitimate response. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, you might be able to drum up some lawsuit where he got attacked in your, uh, your restaurant by a random passerby. Yeah. Why didn't your restaurant have <laughs> a security guard? Fuck you guys. Yeah. Why did no one call right, the police? So on the way, <laughs> on the way home from, uh. Uh, starts telling Akane what happened. Um, and the thing is, it really kind of paints a picture of like how quick all these episodes are happening. Because 
he only first met Shampoo a couple months ago. So that means that in the last couple months, they've gone through 18 episodes worth of stuff, at least. Uh, this is back when his father and him were already cursed because they're in girl and panda form. And they're traveling in China, uh, training. And they happen to have a guide slash interpreter with them who is in the dub, uh, <laughs> questionably, like, horribly stereotyped with the way they talk. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know... <laughs> You definitely wouldn't be able to get away with that in the dub nowadays, I don't think. He's like the, I don't know, he's just a very submissive person, translator, and... Like, just imagine someone doing a Chinese impression um, back in, like, late 90s, early 2000s. Mm. And that's yeah, exactly what you get. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So yeah, so they like, end up going to. Uh, everybody's hungry. Ranma and his father are hungry. They end up getting into a town uh, that a fight tournament is happening at. And it's an Amazonian town, which I think is a weird thing to have in a Chinese setting because I don't really think of China as having Amazons, but whatever. Yeah. This is fictionalized China. Well, it's China, uh, China from the Japanese anime viewpoint. Yeah. <laughs> Two countries that probably don't like each other very much. Especially at the time this is made, yeah. 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 So, there's a fight going on in the tournament, and it's Shampoo, blue, uh, purple-haired girl, actually, versus a very homely woman, I guess, is the best way you could put it. Um Certainly the nicest, yeah. Yeah, that's the nicest way I could put they, it. They they question uh, they question whether or not she's they a woman. Question if it's actually a woman. I think I mean because of the wow. size and the angular features mm, and and mm. then the translator then points to shampoo and goes, Well well that one's that that's a woman. Yeah, much that's, better to look at. Yeah, that's much better to look at. It was like oh, Nice. Yeah, Let's just... so, so they settle in and they start eating some food, watermelon, fish, probably some dumplings there. Meat, meat on the stick. Uh, corn on the cob. And the translator eventually like looks over and he's just like, wait a minute, what are you eating there? And the scene pans out to show that they're eating the grand prize for this whole tournament. Which was apparently just a pile of food that was left out. Uh, shampoo, having finished off the homely woman. Some, that's a weird sentence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sees them, gets enraged, and throws one of her death maracas at them, destroying the table they were sitting at. Um, and they, you know get it further explained to them that this was the grand prize uh, for this whole tournament. And he transla their translator is translating back and forth for them. 
uh, hey, little woman and big panda, why'd you steal the prize? <laughs> um, today's a fighting tournament that only comes once a year. Uh, so Ranma decides to challenge Shampoo to a fight, because if he defeats her, then they have no problem, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they square up on the log that they were fighting on, fighting this tournament on, and Ranma... As you do. Yeah, you know, you get, gotta get up on that log. <laughs> <laughs> square up on it. In... Anything goes martial arts fashion ends the fight with one kick. Anything uh, goes. Knocks shampoo off the log. <laughs> and she gets up and immediately comes over and plants a kiss on Ranma's cheek. Which I think she blushed a little bit at. And it, back in the present day, Ranma is telling the story to Akana. And Akana is like, so you just kissed her then? And he's just like, no, that's not the whole story. Uh, the translator realizes what just happened, and is just like, we gotta get out of here. Run, 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 run. And as they're running away, he explains that she just gave you the kiss of death. And the Amazonian tribes, uh, losing to an outsider is the worst thing. So the kiss of death is a promise to chase them to the ends of the earth and kill them. Um, so that's where we're at. Apparently, everywhere they went in China, for the remainder of their journey, Shampoo would stalk them and try and kill Ranma. Because she gave him the kiss of death. So, mm-hmm. female Ranma is her rival, basically. Which, like, they would have been way better off just being like, oh, sorry, we will we will buy you more food. Uh, sorry we ate your prize food. Um, well, it's just... It's... It's like the disrespect you gotta yeah 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 well the the problem is that was like a series of events and you know storyline whatever but like they ate the food not knowing it was the prize food and then and then ron was just like oh well i'll just beat you in a fight so that way it was okay that i ate the prize food mm. and this is like the one the one problem i have with this episode is that ranma Easily, easily beat Shampoo. A single kick. And then Ranwa spends the rest of the episode trying to not fight Shampoo. And Ranwa's clearly able to just beat the hell out of Shampoo like at any point in time. Like, well, the thing is, he doesn't want to murder her. Well, I get that. But like, it's like she's can... going, she's like him beating her in a fight. That's not gonna stop her. But he, but he seems uh... like he he would need to kill her to stop her. Well, I guess. Yeah, oh, Corey. What ages and there's a language are all these characters? There. That's true. Well, they're all high school age, so probably like fifteen. Who oh, are they? Are they are. I didn't even catch on yeah. that. That's. Well, they okay. didn't go to high school in this episode, but that's around the age that they are. So, so okay. they're probably like fifteen, sixteen, because there's this a grade ahead a of them. Lord of the Flies, murderous too. group of teens. Like, mm. yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, continue. <laughs> Goddamn. So anyway, they get back to the Tendo Dojo for Anything Goes Martial Arts, which is also their home. Um, Anything. Goes. And when they get back there. 
The Honestly, I'd ra- I'd rather go to the dojo called like most things. Most things goes. Just anything goes. You just prude. a little. It's a little. I know. It's just a little too. You're a total too prude, risky for me. I know. Well, I mean, just... it is. It is Japan, so they might always do the schoolboy thing where they poke you in the butt as a joke. What? Oh. <laughs> oh, Keith doesn't know about that. Oh. Tom, you know about that, right? Uh. I I think I do based on episodes with, with of all the uh, anime you've watched. It should have come up at some point where well didn't did we not watch? Uh, is this somebody. a zombie? Oh wait, that's right. Yeah, we didn't, didn't they watch do it that, that episode where they do that. Yeah, I'm sure that's a, an anime that that would have happened then. It where totally happened. It's like happens. a literal schoolboy prank where you take your two, you know, hands, put your fingers like a gun. And then, like, poke someone, like, directly in the butthole. Oh, well... That's, like, a I'm prank pretty sure for schoolboys. That may transcend Japan. Japanese culture, yep. because in the TV show Kim's Convenience Store, which is about a Korean family, one of the adult... Younger adult men does that to his cousin, because they work at the same, like, car dealership, I believe, at the time. And... His cousin complains to HR and, like, gets him, like, fired or something. And, like, it's something they've been doing to each other since childhood. But, like, wow. he did it at work. And yep. his and he pissed off his cousin, so he decided to just get him fucked with his whole job <laughs> and career path. Goddamn, Tom. Yeah, so... so, real quick, Tom keeps on disappearing and coming back. And No, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I realized what it was. My, the uh, cable going to my microphone was slightly loose. And at the slightest like little bump of the cable, my mic would just cut out. And even though I'd push it back in, it's still, you guys couldn't hear me talk, so I'd have to jump out and then jump back uh, in. And I was hoping no one uh, noticed, because you were talking. Well, I'm like, I okay, I'll jump out because... here. The only person that would notice is me, and I've seen you do it like yeah, five times. Because Clean Feet okay. is fundamentally flawed, Yeah, and not everybody can see who's in here, which is, I don't, from a design standpoint, doesn't make any sense no, at all, it really on doesn't. any level. No, no. We should just create right. our own software to... Oh, yeah, get on. Well, you get what you pay for. Tom, do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is the first time that Shampoo sees male Ranma. Uh, because every other instance that she saw him, I, I always want to, like, say them as if they're multiple people or, like, I'm using, mm, yeah. you know, pronouns for. You know, the, what a, the, the multiple so weird genders and personalities. This is a show that couldn't like come out nowadays. <laughs> I mean, well, it could. He, oh, he's it could. a boy. He was born a boy. He but identifies as a boy. People would be trying to put. Yeah, but people would be trying to so, put so many labels on it. True. And I feel like because mm, in yeah. the in the canon of the show, from what I understand, like they start developing as almost separate characters. Well, because this, this, this that it's like this is you the can't reverse. Look at them and Muddy's be like, the water, then. "That's yeah, him." You don't know. What well, this, this is yeah. the reverse of what it's people so are clear. are trying to decipher nowadays. Is that like, yeah, this guy, like to Tom's point, like this, it was a boy born as a boy. He was cursed, so sometimes he turns into a girl, and he's learning how to embrace that at times. 
but at the same time he still identifies as a boy so that's extremely different from like the you know the the current conundrum of like you you feel like you were born as the the wrong thing instead he was born as what he identifies as but was cursed so sometimes he's not able to be that so it's it's kind of this weird um reverse argument even though it's not a reverse argument because it happened well before <laughs> the current day well i don't know that's been going on for a while who knows timeline <laughs> Ta- if, if i've it's learned like, anything from just stringing words together I'm, I'm, i know Corey hey, and i are just listen. like looking at each other from across <laughs> town hey i've had somehow. a horror i've had a horrible cold for quiet. three days and i've I been know. drinking vodka so <laughs> I'm just going to quote <laughs> Dr. Hoot and go, well, the timeline is all wibbly wobbly. Oh, God. Nerd. It's fucking true. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, so she introduces herself to him, and then I think she, like, unlike all these other characters that just, like, don't see it, I think Shampoo actually sees it where it's just, like, this is obviously, there's something going on here, because she immediately starts, like, feeling him up on the chest, like, looking for boobs. Because despite he has That's... black hair when he's a boy, and red hair when he's a girl, she realizes this is a very you similar... Know, which, like, I, I guess she comes from an Amazon tribe, so sure, but, like, if you're expecting boobs on someone... And you don't, <laughs> you don't, and you don't see them. You don't just you don't just go grabbing and just go because like what is the, the protocol if you find it then? Well, exactly. That's that is the worst case scenario I think at that point because then you find them and you go, oh, they are there. Uh, I am so sorry. I am so sorry that I was groping you, expecting to find nothing, and found something. It's terrible. Yeah. So in the very next part of the scene. You see a new character, quote-unquote, from, you know, the perspective of you two not knowing that Ryoga was P-Chan, pop his head in from around the corner as mm. Ron was getting felt up. And he says, Oh, don't let, uh, don't tell me you never showed her your manly side. Uh, and then Ranma starts, or, uh, Ryoga starts chasing Rianma around the room with a bucket of water, which it's amazing how many buckets of water have to end up being like plot points in Ranma episodes <laughs> just because of the, <laughs> the way they transform. It's just like you think about your everyday life, and it's just like how often do you end up like getting doused with a bucket of water? It's only because you have this one condition, like that it happens to hap- happen all the time, you know? Well, let me be honest, though. If if I turned into a female when I was doused in cold water, mm-hmm. would you guys not have just fucking buckets on hand at all times just yeah. to fuck with me? I was not sure where you were going with that. Well... Yeah, I, I was wondering, like, too. Would you even leave the house? <laughs> well, <laughs> that, I mean... <laughs> I know I am just such a uh, sex role model male that uh, 
as a female, <laughs> it would just translate so easily. You know, the hair, the large, I think the large body. For compliments. He wants um, us to to compliment him. <laughs> no, imagining no, him that, as a woman. I'm just saying that in oh, our in our queef. in our youth when it's we were queef, yeah when, when we were in high Is school, queef a sexy uh, human being. With without without me transforming into a woman so. upon cold water, Tom would not with that name. Tom would on a regular mm-hmm. basis try to uh, surprise blast people with Queef uh, is a two bagger. The largest <laughs> water gun that he had. I stopped paying attention to you said is a two bagger. Explain, explain that term to yeah, me. Two explain bagger. that. That's that's a, I can think of like two different ways that goes. No, that's this needs to be unpacked. You've never heard that term before. Over no, which head? What's a no, two over bagger? which head? <laughs> you put a bag over each of your heads in case your <laughs> in case her bag comes off. I only have one one head. Keith. Uh, Keith. What? If you I would have a bag on my head, you would have oh. a bag on your head. If your bag came off, I would be protected by my bag. Hence a two bagger. Oh, but Tom, but Tom. I don't know if we're thinking about this the same um, way. I no, no, you're thinking about... of it. You're thinking of the other thing. No, I'm. I'm thinking of Keith as. You know, oh, Corey's thinking so of like double both... double wrapping. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna double wrap <laughs> just me like, just because I have two. I, I just because I have double the protection doesn't mean I'm gonna go after Keith. Honestly, this is this is this, <laughs> well, this is also very uncomfortable because in both of these scenarios, yep. either Tom is having sex with me and both of us have paper bags on our heads, or Tom is having sex with me and he's wearing two condoms simultaneously. And I, I don't I don't appreciate either one of these scenarios <laughs> because. I have not given consent. Fucked either one. I have not given consent. <laughs> Neither have I. Well, that's, <laughs> that's also true. It's a lose well, lose for both of us, I Keith. Mean, I mean, you were the one that brought it up, Tom. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think you were the one fishing for compliments if you were whoa. a woman. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> the compliment is Tom would fuck you, but he would need to double bag it. Yeah. Tom, <laughs> Tom would fuck me, but he, he can't look at me, he can't touch me, and he can't. <laughs> true. I realize that. Honestly, anytime I feel uncomfortable with anything on this podcast from now on, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to defer to Dr. Tom. Dr. Tom, what do you think? God damn it. There you go. God damn hey, it. you know what, Tom? With great power comes great Dr. responsibility. Tom double fucking, bag it. Fuck you. Yeah, there you go. With, with great power comes great responsibility. Double bag it and give me an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we need I'm honestly. Just, I'm just saying, that. Keith. No, I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to look at you, but I still bang you because yeah. oh, I'm considerate. God. I'm just I'm compassionate. So, so also, I just want to point out that you didn't say you'd gag me, so you want to listen to me the whole time. So. <laughs> 
I, well, I just assumed since you were fishing for compliments, this is what you wanted to hear, and this is what you wanted to uh-huh. happen. Huh. So I, I guess I would, I, I'd be a gentleman, and I'd um, let you, you know, vocalize how happy damn. you were. Goddamn! I, I just like everybody to know that when somebody in the vicinity of Tom goes, I can really use a compliment right now. Tom's just gonna throw his dick right into you. Get on your knees. He's he's just gonna be like, "Oh, you want a compliment?" Get on your knees and go fishing. <laughs> I'm gonna put whoa, a compliment right in. <laughs> These are some very physical. This, this is a physical compliment. I'm so glad we were talking in hypotheticals before when Keith was saying if he was a woman. You know, he was asking how hot he'd be. You know, he was wanting us to compliment him. Jeez. Ne- fine, no. Keith. Never again will I compliment you. No. Not I take a, it back. You're not, not, a, you're not Tom, even a two-bagger. Tom, not, a, not, a, not after I realized the, the physicality of your compliments. And... <laughs> In, in this in this frame it actually it, it kind of looks like Ryoga's holding a bucket of semen oh wow I must have missed that okay then <laughs> like when I just exclaimed what the fuck very loudly I'm sorry it it it, it was unwarranted because I missed that entirely all right so Ryoga's taunting Ranma with a bucket of water trying to get him to turn back into a girl so uh shampoo continues attacking him um he's saying stuff like she came all this way to find a girl ranma and he's like don't don't joke around and uh shampoo ends up i hate these weapons that she has i feel i feel like they're the worst weapons ever and I hate calling them death maracas, but that's really what they are. <laughs> I love that term. I don't like know so why you think describe. it's awful. It's so hard to describe. I'm the one describing it. It's it's like, what the fuck is this thing? It's like a beach ball on a stick, but it's yeah. heavy. Yep. Uh, so she ends up thrusting one of them at Akane because she now realizes that Akane misled her. And she's asking where female Ranma is because she doesn't still quite get that the guy and the girl are the same person. Despite the fact that she actually comes from the country of origin that the springs are in, so it's like she probably could have heard tales of this she, shit. She also comes from an Amazon tribe. She could be somewhat secluded from society. That's true, that's true. Fair point. Real quick, is it an Amazon tribe or Amazonian tribe? That it's been throwing me off. Is there a difference? Uh, What's the difference? Uh, yeah, I feel like that's the same thing. I I think like an Amazonian that that large you know oh, it means warrior like the kind Amazon of jungle like the in is the, no I America? think one is actually very specific to that that kind of like fighter woman whereas the other is just ex- sort of describing the people of the region that actually live there well the thing is I don't is there an Amazonian region of China oh no, good point no, this is yeah I, I see what you mean yep yeah. it's 
Yeah. Okay. Like, I she's see very what you mean. specifically from China. Uh, yeah. Was already weirded out that there was that there were Amazons in China. It's just like a weird thing that they've decided to do for the anime. Is the best I can come up with. So yeah, she starts attacking Akane, uh, basically trying to get out of her where Ranma is, meaning the female Ranma. Um, accusing her that she hid Ranma, and she takes a few swipes, destroys the wall uh, in the process of attacking her. Um, and this is yet another case in which Ranma is very protective of Akane, because um, he would never admit it, but he, I think he definitely at this point has feelings for her. Mm. Um, and he defends her and kicks at the ball stick death maraca and knocks the uh, tip of it off and defeats Shampoo yet again with the ball landing on her head. Um, So then Ryoga decides to narrate the scene here. Uh, that poor girl, defeated by male Ranma this time, probably assuming that, of course, now she's going to want to give him the kiss of death and chase him no matter if he's a boy or a girl. Um, and everybody starts thinking that's going to be the case. Uh, when she comes to, she instead basically starts saying in Chinese, I believe, um, I love you, because, as we'll find out in the next scene, um, being defeated by a male is completely different for an Amazon woman in this tribe than being defeated by a girl. Um, is that so when she said all... Woden Eileen? Yeah, so she basically switches between two phrases. She'll either say, I love you, or she'll say, what is it, my well, beloved husband or something. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't know Chinese, and I don't know if this is actually accurate Chinese, to be honest. Like, it sounds a little bit weird to me. Maybe yeah, it's the way I don't know it either. I just it, have but... it written down, so I'm saying it like yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so she ends up kissing him. And <laughs> this absolutely pisses off Akane. She takes mm -hmm. one of the death, uh, the remainder of the death from Maraca, and beans Rama in the head to break <laughs> up that kiss. And they have a little stare off. They humph, humph at each other, as they like to do. And then Akane goes stomping off down the hall. Um, all this chaos causes Mister Tendo to open up the door and be like, "What's going on out here? What's the fuss?" And Everybody starts, like, talking about the situation. She's never seen me as a guy before, okay? You know, Rama uh, describing that when he was in China, all she ever saw was girl Rama. Um, and Mr. Tendo comments that they two, the two of you seem very close right now because she is, like, while he's explaining all this, she's basically hugging him, rubbing up on him, Mm. Uh, and seems inseparable from him at this point. Uh, Mr. Tendo was the smoking guy, right? Yes. 
Okay, yeah, okay. Sorry, I was yeah. just trying to remember. That That is yeah. Akane and the other girl's father. Right, 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 um, right. So, <laughs> Akane comes back into the room and declares that, as far as she's concerned, their engagement never happened. Because mm. she's absolutely pissed at him at this point. So, Ranma, still with the ball kind of like embedded in his head uh is having a sit down talk with everybody to figure this out um so you have ranma uh shampoo mr tendo um the eldest daughter which i forgot her name and eventually the middle daughter who i also forgot her name um and the oldest daughter is basically kind of like a, uh, kind of like the homemaker type person, and the middle daughter is always scheming and trying to make money. Uh, ah, okay. For some reason, I, I was thinking the oldest daughter might have been the mother, just because of uh, the role she, she was taking like on. She would be. Yeah, yeah she, she's very motherly homekeeper. Yes, I don't that, that's know if the she's impression, still in yeah. school. I think she might already be out of school. Yeah, she um, seemed way too young, drawn to be the mother. But at the same time, just the way she was speaking and and, and interacting with the rest of her family made me think: Is this the mother? Is, mm. is the mother around in the anime, or is she out of the picture? Yeah, I thought. The I same think thing. she's out of the picture or deceased. Okay, because I think uh, during the intro with the theme and everything, like they're showing pictures and there's like a, a sort of a picture of like the family with everyone there. And I do remember seeing like an older woman with the others. And I was wondering, oh, maybe that was the mother. So, okay, maybe mm -hmm. that was the case. And yeah, maybe she is deceased. So they, they just add her quickly. All right, so Mr. Tendo's like, tell us again how you got yourself into this. And Shampoo actually presents a book, uh, presumably in Chinese, that is the Book of Amazon Tribal Law. Um, so Mr. Tendo takes a look at the book, considers it for a few seconds, and then exclaims, you know perfectly well I can't read a word of Chinese. Best joke and in the whole show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and then Ron was like, so wh why didn't you just say so then? Mm, <laughs> good says, idea. Yeah, he goes, yeah, <laughs> good idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, so I've, I've, never, up... I've never jived more with a character from a cartoon show than, <laughs> than yeah. that. Where I was like, totally. let, let me do this thing. I am totally inept. <laughs> Let me tell you that I'm inept. And they're like, well, why didn't you say that sooner? And I'm like, yep, should have, should have done that. Good idea. You're right. <laughs> yeah, so the book, probably just for uh, plot device reasons, ends up in uh, the middleest daughter, uh, her hands, and she starts reading from it. In the event that an Amazon is defeated by an outsider... If that outsider is a woman, the Amazon must give the kiss of death and kill without delay. However, if the outsider is a man, she must marry him. Uh, Ranma thinks that's a joke, no way. Uh, and she's just like, do I look like someone that would joke 
about a thing like this. And then they start questioning if she could read Chinese. And she's just like, well, of course I can't. But it's written in Japanese right here. (laughs) And I completely missed it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Which makes me really even identify with that first guy uh, even more with the fact that I am not so detail-oriented. So not only did he fuck up with like it's the funny that you have a detail oriented job though i know yeah i know it's kind of terrible <laughs> so, it, no it, don't let your boss really listen to this it, it tests it tests <laughs> my my job constantly tests my actual uh attention to detail and integrity on a daily basis because i need to be extremely detail oriented when i really don't want to be there's there's plenty of times where i'm just like oh you want this here you go Boom, done. And the people come back to me and they're like, hey, um, did you look at this? And I'm like, no. No, I didn't. And I, I'm just, I'm brutally honest. I'm like, no, you asked for this. I ran the report. I sent it to you. I didn't look at shit. Like, <laughs> and then they go, oh, this is all wrong. And I'm like, well, that's great. Then give me three more days. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You wanted a quick response. I gave you a quick response. <laughs> go away. <laughs> Sorry, I'm salty. Do you want it done quick or do you want it done right? There you go. (laughs) So the the scene then shifts over to Akane, who is trying to blow off steam, absolutely beating the shit out of a wooden training dummy. And the thing Mm -hmm. is, after like the first few episodes of this series, at least based on what I've seen, having watched like the first 10 or 11 episodes... They kind of get away from just how ridiculously badass Akane is as a fighter. Because, mm. like, in the first few episodes, she's literally, like, beating up every single person in the school. On her own. At the same Damn. time. But they constantly put her in situations where Ranma is kind of trying to save her or defend her, and it kind of, like, belittles her a little bit, I feel. Because Mm. she's kind of, like, strong enough to be, like, the main character in her own anime, but she's in this one instead, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so she's she's thinking to herself that fiancé stuff, uh, it's whatever, all we ever do is fight, it's not like they're in love or anything. And then she has a little flashback to an episode I haven't seen, and I'm actually looking forward to getting to it, because, you know, I watched this out of order, and we jumped ahead to episode 18, um, (laughs) where Ranma is declaring that Akane is his fiancé, you touch her and I'll kill you. So, like, there is, like, Mm. shades of them being a real thing. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's something that their parents decided and it wasn't something they wanted. As someone who had only ever seen one other episode in the series, and it was episode 8 because of a typo error, uh, yeah. I, I just got the impression that, you know, despite the fact that they're fighting, deep down that they cared for each other uh, pretty much. Uh, I, I didn't realize it was sort of a slow build-up over the course of the series. I, I just thought it was underlying the whole time 
but uh, that's just coming from my perspective as someone who didn't yeah. see anything else. Yeah. Well, and with the way the show is, from what I understand, uh, it's a show where there's not a lot of character development. Like, for instance, a lot of the characters they introduce are kind of one note. Like, for instance, mm. I think Ryoga constantly is going to be, you know, trying to butt into Ranma's life and be a rival to him, while yeah. at the same time trying to clear the path so he, you know, has a shot with Akane, who he's in love with. And Ryo for Ryoga, mm. it doesn't matter if Ranma's a boy or a girl, he'll still fight him either way. Whereas there's another character, the guy from the Kendo Club, I think his name was Kuno. Mm -hmm. uh, he is split between does he love Akane or does he love female Ranma. But because he also knows that Ranma is, or male Ranma is Akane's fiance, he's constantly trying to fight him because he doesn't like that. So, but, like, that's, like, a constant thing. Like, once they kind of get in their lane, they stay there. And, like, it just keeps popping up in different storylines kind of thing. And, like, Shampoo, yeah. I'm pretty sure for her, it's going to be for the at least a while that whenever she sees male Ranma, she wants to be his wife. When she sees female, she wants to kill him. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's just like these kind of situations that keep repeating themselves. So, and I think only very slightly do you see Akane and Ranma get closer over time, but then there's always going to be something like this that, like, will set them back a few steps, kind of. Because you want, you, it's like a slow build. Um, right. More so than other anime, there's not like a we're trying to accomplish a thing. Like in, I've never watched One Piece, but I know they're after some sort of treasure. The like One overall, Piece. overall, right? Despite, yeah, despite the fact that there's different arcs, mm -hmm. the overarching goal is always going to be get the One Piece, I guess. Yes. Um, for, for Naruto, it's always going to be defend the Leaf Village and eventually become Hokage. And lead the Leaf Village. Um, hmm. With Ranma, it's just kind of... I don't know. I, I guess it's a little bit more my speed. Because it's like... It's a mixture between a fighting shonen anime... Um, with slice-of-life elements. And it's also very funny. And for... You know... Blockbuster renting aged Corey, seeing a random nipple or two ain't a bad thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a selling point for me, too. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, random... So anyway, random, I was a boy. Random once. nipples are never terrible. As a, <laughs> as, a, as, a young, as a young boy. I mean, even if it's... Who cares who the nipple belongs to? A random nipple is... It's a treasure. A nipple's a nipple. <laughs> yeah, a nipple's a nipple. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Because if you expand that out, that's... Let's continue uh, with the episode. Yeah, so... 
as she's thinking all these this stuff, she he starts hearing a conversation happening around the corner of the house. Um, where Ranma's trying to explain to Shampoo, who probably doesn't understand a word he's saying because she doesn't speak Japanese that well, or at all, um, that Amazon stuff is alright when you're in China, but you're in Japan now. Uh, so forget about the kill the girl and marry the guy's role. Um, and while he's talking to her, uh, Akane is kind of like eavesdropping around the corner and her sisters start, you know, talking to her because they're also eavesdropping because that's what you do. And they're like, mm -hmm. she's trying to catch a husband. Um... And they're trying to, like, convince Akane to go make up with him. And her middle sister is just like, you don't think he has the guts to cheat on you? Which is weird, because, like, they're not dating. Like, they're betrothed, but they're not dating like that. I guess, like, it's the ex expectation that, you know, they're not going to see other people. Despite the fact that it's only something that their parents, like, decided for them. Yeah, they're being mutually like, that exclusive. That would just be really weird if, not... like, someone was already dating somebody and then all of a sudden it's just like, hey, this is your fiancé. And it's just like, wow, super awkward for this. Yeah, which mm. I kind of get, like, if you had... So the thing is, if you had an arranged marriage, right? And Yeah. And you were actively... Well, I don't know if they're... Are they actively working on that relationship, though? That's the question. Cause, like, Not really. If, like, they're just, hmm. like, existing in the same place. Yeah, like, if you had... Dealing with the same situation. If you had an arranged marriage, and say the date for getting married was, like, three or five years out, and you weren't actively, like, dating the person or developing a relationship with them, I mean, technically, any relationship that you had outside of that would be somewhat futile in a certain mindset. But... Would it be wrong? Like, if you understood that it was temporary, would it be wrong? Like, mm. like a sow your wild oats kind of situation. Kind of. I mean, well, I mean, don't mm. go just having children just to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't oh, that, actually like, sow the wild means? oats. I, I would. Is assume that what that, that means? Because everybody ass... always uses that term as if like you... just going. Yeah, I think that means to go Corey, have unprotected sex I mean, with people you're not married with. Yeah, I mean, like if you're sowing seeds, that means you're like that's not the intended germinate. purpose when people use that though. <laughs> yeah, wild oats. Like, like go no fuck around. No one's you're like, young. Literally... Go fuck around with people. Well, yeah, but, no. like, no one's intention is ever just like, oh, it's... yeah, go have a whole bunch of kids out of wedlock. No, I mean, no. The, <laughs> the better thing was like, would be, like, go make some oatmeal. Oh, ew. <laughs> it just... <laughs> Sorry. It, it just Confirm. sounds wrong. Like oatmeal. You're not, you're not <laughs> planting seeds, at least. You're just... Uh, yeah, I'm not an oatmeal fan. You're just making some... Some oatmeal... <laughs> 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 Sounds terrible. Is that what you call it? <laughs> Making some oatmeal. Is that what you call it, Keith? Oh, <laughs> time to make some oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, he's not a masturbator, but he sure knows how to make some oatmeal. <laughs> you know, he's got two kids. <laughs> 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 uh, 
He's, mo- he's made oatmeal at least twice. I'm just saying that <laughs> I would. I, I'm just saying that I would imagine. I I would imagine it goes down fine with some brown sugar and, and maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just like oatmeal, like three fetishes combined. Just right like, just Wonderful. like oatmeal. No, just like oatmeal, which nobody, nobody can swallow without doctoring it up with something. <laughs> Corey, continue the episode. Save us. <laughs> save us. Save us. He's, he's like, save me from the Please. swallow joke that's about to happen. Keith, Keith's Wait. taking a mulligan Wait, here. Hold on. That's about <laughs> to happen. The swallow joke that has happened was funny, yeah. and then I some for some reason keep talking about. Yeah. So <laughs> we have we have we have ten Rama. minutes. <laughs> that's that's not that long. Rama is. <laughs> realizing that she's not understanding a word he's saying because she gets closer to him and starts once again calling her or calling him her beloved husband uh in chinese um he's like i know you don't want to hear this but listen and then she gets closer and huh I'm Woden. sorry, I had it written down. It's like Woden Eileen or Elaine. Yeah, it's the thing. I it's feel Chinese weird saying it because Chinese I don't the, know if it means that. It's Chinese <laughs> like, for the song uh, "Come On Eileen," which is really, <laughs> really awkward because Eileen does not want that much oatmeal on her. Yeah. You know, I had yeah, an I'm aunt Eileen. Pretty sure Eileen. you could type that into Pornhub and get something. Oh too. no! Terrible. Yeah. Come on, Eileen. Uh. <laughs> oh God damn it! So, she ends up getting really close to him, and he kind of, like, starts stuttering over his words. And Akane, around the corner, is getting angry, and she's just like, Oh, guess what he forgot what he was gonna say? Hey, Akane. And she ends up, like, getting so close to him that he falls off of the... What is it? Mailbox that he's sitting on? Rama has this thing where he is constantly... He can't just, like, stand somewhere. Like, he's either walking on a fence, walking on, like, the ceiling of a building, or not the ceiling, uh, <laughs> the roof of a building, or in this case, just, like, perched on the mailbox kind of thing, or he'll, like, be up in a tree. Like, you just never see him just, like, chilling, standing somewhere, having a conversation mm. with someone. Um, from the small sample size of episodes that I've watched. Um, and he, he eventually says that maybe they should just get to know each other better. (laughs) And that's when, uh, Mr. Tendo and the panda, uh, his father show up, Mr. Saotome, um, and Mr. Saotome, uh, has a sign that I'm assuming in Japan, uh, Japanese says pathetic on it (laughs) so now we skip to another scene where Ranma is now sitting on uh, the roof of the building and he's reminiscing about what's going on it's just like she's been trying to kill me this whole time that he never noticed how cute she was and he's just like wow if only Akane were that nice to him and I don't know where Ryoga douses him with 
some cold water so he turns into female Ranma. And Ryuga's just like, you know, watching Akane get jealous over a jerk like you just makes me sick. And then he knocks him off the building with the, uh, with the bucket. And this starts, like, this big multi-part chase scene, um, where Ranma, female Ranma, is getting chased around by Shampoo. Uh, now she has a sword. So at least she has a real fucking weapon. So she has a sword and no she more also death has maracas. Her... Well, I think death... she, well, still she still has had... the death maraca, but she expanded yeah. her arsenal. She had one death maraca, uh. and then she replaced the other one with a sword, because I think the other one broke. Yeah, so they're basically trashing this whole <laughs> place. Like, inside the building, outside the building. They fucked up mm. the table. Um... In the middle sister, at one point, pours some steaming hot water over Ranma's head to turn him into a boy once again, and then tries to blackmail him for 2,000 yen uh, to cover the cost of her assistance, which she she is always trying to make money. She'll be, like, taking bets on a fight that's going to happen, and then she'll mm. be trying to fix the fight so she doesn't lose... Do um, do you happen to know about how much two thousand yen translates to today? I think about, it's twenty dollars. Yeah, well, it's, it's not a lot. Yeah, it's, something like that. Yeah, that's why. Any, anytime. Thinking. Yeah, it's like not that much. It's like twenty bucks. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because two hundred yen is like two two dollars. So mm. I'll tell you, it's fifteen dollars and thirty one cents as of today. Okay, okay, so it's not, see, it's a little misleading for at least us over in the U.S. who have no concept of what the exchange rate is, because she later says, like, uh, well, not to get ahead of things, Corey, but she 5, throws 000, out other yeah. values, yeah, 5,000, and, uh, you know, you hear 5,000, it's like, oh, that seems like quite I a mean, lot. Yeah, it but... seems like back-breaking amount of money I, to us. I mean, I mean, at the same yeah. time, though, like, if you're... For the cost of a pot of water i mean he's in high school though like if somebody's like oh you owe me 15 bucks and then like literally an hour or 30 minutes later they're like oh you owe me 40 dollars now like you're just Mm -hmm. like oh this is unsustainable like fair point yeah yeah that makes sense yeah i am in high school i either do not when there's no finality with any of it yeah like that's and and not only that but here's here's some hot water and all the cold water is gone well, exactly, and he's not, um, he's also not, well, he asked for it one of the times. Like, the first time, it was like, hey, I saved you, now you owe me money, this is a forcible transaction. And then the second time she was smart, where she was like, oh, do you want this? Should I just pour it all out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, right after that... Um, Ryoga strikes again, and I actually don't understand this weapon he has, because I'm not that familiar with the character. I know in an earlier episode he's fighting with, like, a an umbrella of some sort, but in this one it looks like he's just, like, taking scarves, bandanas, 
and throwing them like throwing stars. Yeah, I don't understand how they are that I forceful. I think it's like pieces like, of I'll, ribbon I'll have to watch something. more of the series. Yeah, but like, they're like forming into like dangerous weapons after he throws them, so. Fabric. And he yeah. ends up knocking Ranma yeah. out of the air and into the pond, which once again causes him to turn into girl Ranma. Um, and with Shampoo closing in on him, uh, the middle sister once again is behind a tree with the steaming, uh, the boiling water. Uh, actually, I don't even know how hot it needs to be, but it always looks like it's like scalding your. Well, well she's yeah, pouring, it's hot. steaming and she's pouring it out of a tea kettle. So like every time yeah. she did it, I was like, oh no, it's he's like, got to be fucking painful. He's gonna get disfigured, like scarred that's, for life. <laughs> yeah, it's, like she's pouring boiling water on him and then he's like oh thank you yeah so uh, Ranma crawls over to her and she's just like with tax it'd be 5,000 yen do you want it or not and then she starts taunting and like starts pouring some of it out I think it's really responsible of her with her her back alley dealings is that she's still factoring in tax she's she's paying her debt to the government Mm. so that way they can misappropriate those funds in other other fashions, but you know, she won't get checks she, out. She won't get nailed in an audit, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so Ranma gets the water poured over him. He's male Ranma again, pops out of the bush as Shampoo closes in and you know, basically waves his arm and is just like, No, it's me, it's you know, I'm a guy. Um and it stops her assault for a split second. Uh, and then she wants to immediately switch over to hugging and kissing on him. And he's just like, oh, man, this is even worse. So he jumps away to try and get away from that. And Ryoga once again hits him with some cold water. And finally, someone says the middle sister's name. Did Nabiki put you up to this? I always forget that name. So that's the middle hmm. sister. And... Both Ryoga and Ranma go, like, jumping from the roof. Ranma knocks Ryoga down into the pool of water, which turns him into Pichan. Good. Which, with you guys not knowing... With you guys not knowing about Ryoga also being cursed, that was probably, like, a weird sequence for you to see. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just like, what just happened? Honestly, I just didn't... Like, all of a sudden, there's a pig. I just didn't pick up on it. I was was watching the episode, and I was just like... I was I was just so concerned with everything else that like that happened, and until you actually pointed it out to me, I was like, "Oh!" I was like, "I just thought he fell in the water, and then there was also a pig." Um, and I hmm. I had ham for dinner, so it it was very satisfactory <laughs> watching this at the same time while I was eating ham. It didn't even like occur to me. Yeah, this guy just turned into a pig. I, I just saw him turn into a pig, and I'm just like, good, as I swallowed a piece of ham. <laughs> and, and I didn't think twice of it, so. Jesus, that's like a fucking threat to all the pigs out there. Did you... <laughs> I had a really nice dinner. Did you have it was some really nice. fava beans and Chianti? No, I, I made myself some herb and garlic mashed potatoes from scratch with... I had some rosemary, some thyme, some sage. I chopped up real fine and 
with the butter and then some cream. I I know. I'm just really proud because these potatoes came out so good. But did you have any Dr. Pepper and cream soda zero sugar? Oh, God. I got to try out my potato ricer for the first time, and it's amazing. Do you have one of the ones where you have to crank it, or is it a press? It's a press. Yeah, that's nice the better and easy. one. I have both. I have both kinds. The press is always better. Mm-hmm. Corey doesn't understand anything we're saying. I always, right now. Corey, we made the best but mashed I always potatoes think when ever. People, I always, I'll eat the food. I just don't really understand how to make it. <laughs> He's like, I don't understand where it comes I, from I, I or do. how to make it. Or... <laughs> well, well, food I feel like up. it's one of those things where I'll. I, for one, I never have any of the ingredients I need to make anything. Like, I always have to substitute something. That is the hardest part. Or, yeah, like, I just don't have... Like, like for instance, half the mm-hmm. ingredients you just listed off, we don't have in our possession, ever. Never mm-hmm. have. You know? So it's like, I don't know what time would do to having... You know, to oh, actually having time, time in like a recipe. I, was, I thought, so I like thought you were going to be like, oh. goes out of their way to explain all the ingredients like to someone who knows about cooking you're probably just like oh yeah time great Mm. i like that on my food whereas i'm just like (laughs) i don't cook so i don't fucking even know what that would taste like to be honest with you i've probably had it a bunch in my life but because i don't know what the difference of it being there or not being there is what's happened is like Keith is such a, a wonderful cook. It has inspired people like me or our friend Mike to really step up our game. And me just naturally always wanting to be a perfectionist to everything I do. I, I watch lots of videos and I buy lots of things and I, I experiment and I try to perfect my recipes. And it, it gets to the point where like... I constantly criticize my food now everywhere I go and I always think... Yeah, I could cook this better. Or if I did this, I could, you know. And now I don't enjoy eating anymore. It's 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 awful because I'm constantly it's, criticizing. There there is mm. a there's a very double edged sword where actually I make sometimes I make a meal that is perfectly fine, right? But I will be like I like I messed you, up something about it. You could have done better. Yeah, no, that, like yeah. no, or, or like I made a mistake about something, or I added something that I added too much of, or I forgot something that I should have added. And mm-hmm. like it's a perfectly fine meal, and I will be like angry about it, and like yes, because you don't and, know what it could have been. And well, and my wife will just be like, "It tastes fine." I'm like, "But." They don't know. I fucked they don't up. know. Well, they know, and I'll say it though, and I'll, and I'll just be like so angry. Yes. I'm just like, ah. But at the same time, oh my time, god, I so, so is, relate to you. There's, there's there's two there's two stages of this, right? So there's that. There's like the mm-hmm. I know how to make this so much better, and I just did something stupid and didn't make it mm-hmm. so much better. And then there's the second stage of there are restaurant like if I go to get food from a restaurant, right? You know, take out whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, because the uh, you know, I'm not sitting in most yeah. restaurants nowadays. Yeah, yeah. But if I go yeah. take out from a restaurant, there's there are dishes. There are literally hundreds of dishes that I just cannot bring myself to order. Because I'm like, I'm not gonna pay you. Yeah. Seventeen dollars yeah. for this yeah. when I can make it for two dollars. Yep. Like. I exactly. cannot. I cannot. I cannot do you that. Get your own butt better. Every yeah. Time you go to a yeah. Restaurant. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So it's one of those things yep. where I'm just like, 
oh, fuck. So when I look at a menu, I'm like, oh, I really want, like, I could just be like, I really want mac and cheese. And then I look at this, like, you know, because every fucking, you know, gastropub does mac and cheese nowadays, and they all charge yep. 17 to $25 for it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's outrageous. I can I can buy $5 worth of cheese and $2 mm-hmm. worth of pasta and make enough mac and cheese to feed 10 people. And you're going to charge yep. me $25 for a single portion because you put bacon on it. Like, go <laughs> fuck yourself. Like, I, I am all for the restaurant industry. There are certain trends within the restaurant industry where I'm just like, this is a money grab. This is a, like, mm. this is just, this is downright just terrible that people are charging yeah. this much for this dish. Because ultimately they're just, they're mass producing it. It's not like they're making a bechamel sauce from scratch every time they make that mac and cheese dish. Like that sauce is pre-made. The, the pasta is pre-boiled. They're literally boiling pasta for 60 seconds to heat it up and finish it off. And they're tossing it with pre-made sauce and throwing in a couple other ingredients and then charging you $25 for it. And I'm like, yeah. that is, if they can do that for every single dish all day long, that restaurant will make a million dollars a year. Mm. The problem is they have to sell other things because not everybody likes mac and cheese and some people are lactose intolerant. But anyway, we should probably talk about the rest of this episode. Uh, we're pretty much at the end of the episode, but I do have something to say about the cooking thing. Yeah. My apprehension about getting into cooking is the unexplained failures I've had with cooking over <laughs> the course of my life. <laughs> it, it sounds like this is well, like no. an X-Files episode. <laughs> yeah, well, no. so I was just thing. thinking that. So, so here's the thing. When I worked in pharmacy, multiple times a week we would have to make what's called a compound where you take multiple different medications, combine them in some mm-hmm. sort of way, either like a suspension or emulsion, whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is like, it's not life and death, but the pharmacist checks it. The pharmacist is, is a doctor mm-hmm. and you either did a good job and you didn't fuck it up or maybe you fucked it up a little bit and you have to redo it. So, like, I'm familiar with, like, specifically following directions to get a good result, right? My issue with cooking is that I feel like I'll follow directions to a T, and sometimes I'll have a good result. Like, there's definitely some things that Keith has coached me through making, Mm -hmm. and it's turned out great. However... There are times where I'll do the exact same thing, the exact same way, as far as I can tell at least, and it won't be the same. It won't be as good. Something mm. Sometimes it'll be absolutely horrible, and it's just like, is there like an unseen Dungeons and Dragons dice roll that happens with this, where... <laughs> Like, there, I rolled a one, so I was bound to fail even though I did everything right? Like, there, what the fuck just ha- happened? It's hard, because, like, this is the thing, is, if you were baking, right? And, mm-hmm. I mean, baking in the sense Oh, I of fucked like, up baking, too. Well... Well, baking's a different so, beast. No, well, no, baking is a science, though. Like, if you have a good recipe for, for baking cookies, for example, if you have a recipe that details that to the T... 
and you have all of the proper ingredients and fresh ingredients like your baking soda, yeast, whatever you're using is like fresh and viable and whatever and everything is temperature controlled, you are fine. You will you will be able to follow a recipe to the T and do that and have the desired result. But baking <sighs> is unforgiving. Baking is unforgiving because if you if you fuck up one tiny thing, yeah. It's it's a science experiment gone wrong. It's like, yeah. you don't know how many times I've made baking, well, which you guys know, like I'll, I'll make bread, baking bread, mm-hmm. especially baking like sourdough bread is, is different from most of mm-hmm. baking. Cause baking, baking with a wild yeast product is more like feel and intuitiveness and how many times you've worked with it and like how to do that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But when you're baking something that's using like commercial yeast or not even yeast and just using baking powder and baking soda, it, that is a science experiment and you have to be exact and, and do what the recipe says. And if the recipe is lacking in direction, then that'll go terribly. But mm. to, to your point, Corey, any any sort of cooking advice I've given you is more cooking and not baking. And the mm, hard yeah. part with that is like, I can tell you to be like, oh, take this pork chop and butterfly it or pound it out to this thickness. And then, you know, flour it, egg wash it and breadcrumb it and then pan fry it. But like, yeah, I can't tell what type of pan you're using, what metal it's made out of. What kind yeah, of stove you're using? I how hot like, the mm-hmm. heat is? What type of oil you're you're frying it well, in? Like mm-hmm. that, those are all. I different feel like variables. the heat thing is something that people like tend to be extra vague on in a situation yeah. where you don't need to be vague. Where it's just like when someone tells me like medium high heat, it's just like, well, imagine you're in my position. My fucking stove says one through ten. Tell me which number. Well. So this is the problem, though, is that it doesn't Eight. just matter what number. It matters mm-hmm. how long the pan is sitting there with oil in it before you put the food in Well, the in thing it. is sure. you could also tell me that. But that's hard, though, because you know? every every oven, every stovetop heats at a different rate. Like, I work on a gas stove. That's going to heat up a lot faster than an electric stove. Mm-hmm. And it's more uniform. As, as far as the, the oven top, the, or the stove top, the oven inside, an electric oven, is actually going to, I don't know if it'll heat up faster. I think electric ovens are actually a little bit more consistent, though, and they don't require the airflow that gas ovens require. So, Yeah, they don't, yeah. Because gas ovens need the thing airflow is, into the oven. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, like you're explaining with all this, Tom, someone who knows how to cook, understands what you're talking about when you're talking to someone like me who doesn't know like i I can cook i can make something that's edible i can't make something that i would like to serve to multiple people because i don't have that confidence in it but that's exactly what i was just gonna say confidence is key you have to have the confidence because if you have the confidence it just sort of clicks but when someone's unclear, <laughs> like most recipes are unclear with things that could very easily be clear. And it's so frustrating when it's just like, so what, like what you said, medium high heat to you, Tom, would be an eight. Mm-hmm. I well, feel like my that's stove. really, really hot. Well, so oh, the, well on my stove, the... I feel like if I'm putting something on an eight, 
I'm looking to fucking destroy the thing in like less than a minute. Well, so this is the, this is <laughs> like, the, this is the problem though is that whether or not you use gas or electric, if you put something on and like, well, gas doesn't have numbers; it has low, medium, high, and just dots in between right. them. But if yeah. you if you did the equivalent, like you could put it on an eight, but the problem is is that if you put it on an eight and then put something into oil in that pan within 60 seconds, it is too cold. If you put oil, if you put something like a, a piece of food into that pan after it's been sitting there for five minutes, it's mm. going to probably splatter light on fire. Like <laughs> that's, and it's the same, you set it to the same temperature, but it depends on how long it's set at the temperature before you put food into that pan. Like that's, that's the problem is that like the, the instructions and based on whether or not you use a, uh, a gas range or an electric range and then how old your oven is versus how new it is, like there's a lot of different variables there. So it's like when somebody says medium high heat, they don't necessarily always mean – like it depends on how you're mm. cooking and what you're cooking. They don't mean – you have to keep it on medium high heat the entire time you're cooking. They just mean when you put this in the pan, you want it to be at a medium high heat like range, which to me means you want the pan to be probably like 400 degrees. Mm. Like, because that is like a really good searing temperature. But the thing is, is that you don't want it to, you don't want to start it at 500 degrees and then keep that. And you don't want to put it at 350 degrees and throw it in and have it like a lower heat and then have it drop down to 250. Like it's right. a medium high heat is like, you want to, you want to either sear it or fry it or something, but it's like, Keith. Keith, I think you might be scaring him. Just yes. Corey, all you need well, to no, know is what just, we're doing is... To, just keep trying. Just keep trying, and the more you cook, the just more you learn. Swimming, the more you learn, swimming. the better you get, and eventually you'll be happy with what you cook. We're laying the groundwork for our eventual cooking with Keith and Corey show that Tom's directing, <laughs> <laughs> where it's basically Prometheus and Bob of. Keith trying to well, teach me how to cook food. Well, so this this, this is the <laughs> other thing, Corey, is that like I I grew up in a in a family where my my father worked in the food industry his entire life, and my mom, although she didn't, she was a baker. Like she baked like all of my birthday cakes through childhood, cupcakes, cookies. Like she she makes like twelve different types of cookies every Christmas. Like so between mm. the two of them, it's not like. You know, like, my mother was mostly self-taught. My father had, like, the industry experience and whatnot for, for the culinary aspect. Like, and then I worked in restaurants for nine years of my life. Like, um, honestly, like, none of my none of my experience was formal. It was all just learned experience. But the thing is, is that when I worked in restaurants, it was like, I worked at times 40 hours a week cooking steaks. Every single night. So I have literally cooked, I don't even know, tens of thousands of steaks. Like I, it's, mm. it's just mind boggling. So like when I have, I have family members and sometimes friends that'll ask me like, Oh, well, how do you cook this type of steak medium rare? And it is impossible for me to explain it properly. Cause I'll be like, well, 
Yeah. It depends on the thickness. It depends on the cooking surface. And it depends on how hot that cooking surface is. And then it depends on how long you cook it on each side. And honestly, I just kind you, of know. There's like you this develop in, a feeling. Yes, you you develop this intuitive yeah. nature to just be like, oh, that's, yep. that's long yeah. enough. That's long enough. Now. And you can do it. Like professional chefs would be like, oh, well, you could tell by the feel of it. And it's like, yeah, sure. But the problem is, is that like... Like a uh, filet mignon is is way more tender feeling mm. than a New York strip, which is different feeling than a ribeye, which is different feeling than it's like mm-hmm. you have to know the toughness and the feel of the steak in its raw state to then know the difference of what it is in each of its different cooked states and like right. that's when a when a when a chef tells you, oh, if you if you hold your thumb against your pinky finger and then push against your finger, yeah. you feel that toughness, and that's and that's what well done is. It's like to what type of steak though? Because honestly, that type of done to a filet mignon could be medium, whereas that type of done to a uh, I don't know like flank steak could still be rare. Because that's a tougher steak. Mm. So the like the, the rules that they give you on like Food Network and stuff are just like they're they're giving you blanket rules to try to make you seem comfortable in cooking steak. And really, what they're doing is they're just sending everybody down this rabbit hole of like, oh, we're gonna tell you something that makes you feel confident, and then you're gonna go to use that knowledge, and you're just gonna feel terrible that you can't actually. Yeah, execute right. It. Yeah, exactly. Like that's yeah that's the issue I'm having because I'll constantly. Like, for instance, I don't know if Tom watches it, but we watch Josh Wiseman on YouTube. Yep. Yeah, I watch and him. Yep. Like, it's his cooking is at, like, a level where it's just like, no, I can't make any of these ever. He, he does Not do some, little. he does do some, like, fairly complicated. Like, I would say that I can do pretty much every, every recipe that he does, like, I can mm-hmm. I can execute on aside from like maybe doing the ones like, where there's like ridiculous hardware you need to own. You see, I could do every recipe because I've got the confidence. Things. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, at the same time though, Corey, I probably own most of the most of the stuff. Well, yeah, but like, you don't have the will to make your own sausages. Uh, I have, I have Ooh. done. That just that I've just done. seems like a lot of work. No, I've done I've done my own lamb sausages. Um, <gasps> oh my God, so Keith! Doing. Yeah, hey I've, Keith, could you oh, let's your, make some you lamb sausages? Take your headphones off for a few seconds. No, nope. <laughs> could you take your headphones off for a few seconds, Keith? I need the game plan with Tom here. Okay, go for <laughs> it. All right, Tom. What we need to do is we need to basically convince Keith that. He should make us some ridiculously awesome things the next time we play D&D at his house. So we got to be like, nah, Keith, you wouldn't do all that. You <laughs> wouldn't go through all that to make this amazing sausage and all these amazing breads and pizza. And... <laughs> that would totally right, Keith, work. Come back. Do, do, you, do you not understand that that's, that's what is going to happen? <laughs> you would never yeah, do that. that. I would never yeah, make Keith, multiple you kinds would totally of would never do lamb yeah. sausage. I mean, the thing is is that though the problem would be just making sure that we make a cohesive dish. You know? Because <laughs> I don't want to make like, oh, here's some sausage and here's some bread and there's some chicken over there. Like 
it's got to be like a cohesive thing. It's got to make sense. So no, no leptins, right? Yeah, no leptins. You can't, you can't have any sort of <laughs> ah, an joke, any sorry. sort of yep. hormones that no make you feel understand. satisfied about what you ate. Uh, we have one listener who understands that joke. Yep. Shout out to Mike. Well, is unfortunately, I feel like you could have said the sentence, we have one listener. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Based on the analytics, you could have Tom, stopped there. Tom, I'm pretty sure True. that all of our listeners from Turkey have, uh, have stopped listening. Stopped listening. And I'm pretty sure Mike okay. lives in Turkey. <laughs> based, yep. on, based on my um, analytics. Direc- directional... Uh, skills i don't know lack of words my ability to discern directions literally there's literally three frames left of cartoon let's let's cross the finish line uh so the episode ends (laughs) as i noticed a lot of episodes of rama end where it's just like there's no real conclusion it's just like all right this is what we're doing who knows how this ends well that's what Uh, happened with rama running from shampoo yelling for help, somebody help me, and then you have uh, Pandaform, uh, Mr. Sautome, and Mr. Tendo standing there watching upon, and Mr. Tendo is crying, saying, you know, Sautome, with you and your family in this house, there's never a dull moment. I'm so glad you're here, but you get the feeling that he's being a little sarcastic because he's yeah. just basically watching his house fall to pieces. Oh, totally. As everybody's warring yep. and he's he's yeah. being very polite about it and somewhat sarcastic. Yeah, and you have Akane still pissed, pumping iron in the uh, in the family room there while that's going on, and then the credits roll. So, uh, how many? How many? Death Maracas out of 10 would you guys give oh, this episode? I like that scale. Nice. I like it too. Uh, Keith, would you like to go first or uh, shall I? I? I will. I will take okay. the, the pleasure After of, you, of shaking the Age first. before beauty. Oh yeah, I am older than you. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to fight it. So, <laughs> so confidence. There you go. So, um, <laughs> honestly, I like the show. I I thought it was good. Uh, I, you know, coming into like eighteen episodes into the show, like we're obviously missing a little background. Corey provided a little bit before we watched the episodes. Like, it was. Um, It's a very comical show, um, and the fact that they, we get the extra backstory, like from Corey of, uh, was it Pinchen, the uh, pig? Pichan. Pichan. Yeah. And then the, the father being the panda, uh, mm-hmm. which was, that was not discernible from this episode, but... Yeah, that's the thing with so many different storylines and things going on that... I, when I was trying to find an episode in the first place, I was having trouble finding an episode where it was apparent, like, what everybody 
yeah like what everybody's condition is like with their curse yeah and like not mm. only that but then like because watching the episode you're really just focused on uh ranma being cursed and w- without that per- you know the uh prolifer- no the peripheral like um characters being also cursed and having their own issues and and then mm. everybody trying to fuck with Rama at the same time like like I put it this way if I was Rama Tom would be throwing different temperatures of water on me constantly <laughs> which whichever one was less convenient um that would be Tom with a squirt gun out like <laughs> in his car driving by my property <laughs> every out. every 30 minutes so cuz he did that <laughs> he did that when I, when I when I when we were younger. Said Corey was with yeah, that's that's, I was oh, that's true. That's true. Usually. But yeah. things, you guys, you guys did that, and there was no curse involved. So I mean, if there was a curse involved, you <laughs> oh, there guys was some be, cursing involved. Well, oh yes, there was, yeah, <laughs> that's true. So yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna give it um, it's a solid seven and a half. It's that's what she said. I feel like I feel like if I watched it probably from the beginning and got all that background in itself and got more invested, it'd be higher. But is like the first time we made that joke, it's good. I think it is. <laughs> That's sad. I'm so happy I got to make it. Mm. <laughs> Anyhow, um, next time I'm giving it a soft seven and a half. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a, a firm eight. Death Maracas out of ten. I uh, I enjoyed this show. Uh, initially, I thought it was going to be very problematic because we live in 2022 yeah. and we've been trained <laughs> to think everything's problematic. But sure. then I realized, oh yeah, this is just a freaking cartoon. Your main character is changing genders when they get splashed with water. Based on we're literally text all messages when he was probably three minutes into the episode. I was just like, oh god, what are we gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, I was I was worried that this was going to be a minefield for us, but <laughs> in the end, you know, who fucking cares? It was just a funny show. You know, like I said, it's a solid 8 out of 10 and I I do recommend it. I I did enjoy it. And uh, I did end up watching two different episodes today, uh, mainly because of a not typo. But, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not upset about it because I enjoyed both episodes. That's so, true. Um, That's true. I also yeah, did, I, and it was it was one of those things where it was like, I could watch another one of these. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a solid show. Weird premise, yeah, also, but a solid show. I also would give it an eight out of uh 10 death maracas mm. um it's out of out of the episodes i've watched so far it's not the best one um but they're all very solid and mm, cool they are all very fun from what i've seen uh does it live up to my nostalgia from childhood like as a kid looking at this show it represented a few things it was just like the unknown for me, where it was just like, oh, you know, because I only saw like three or four episodes, so like I didn't know how many characters there would end up being. Like you had a guy that turns into a girl, a panda that turns into the kid's father, and <laughs> a wandering warrior who turns into a little baby pig. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what other like things are gonna show up in this? Because like 
you know, you mm. watch Dragon Ball Z and there's like 15 characters right off the bat. And I was just like, wow, this is crazy. And then I'd end up watching one of the OVAs and that's from like a point when all the characters have been introduced and it was just like, oh, there are like eight or nine characters that are relevant. Some of which haven't even been introduced at this point uh, in episode 18. Um, and I feel like it always comes up when we're talking about these shows that I like. This is one that I have legitimately continued watching. Or watched more of since I've technically watched episodes that are before this. Because mm -hmm. I kind of jumped ahead to 18 to get to this character being introduced. So I, I've I've definitely enjoyed it. Solid 8. And mm. we'll probably continue to watch more because this is one of those things that I always kind of wanted to finish from my childhood. Um, I think another anime that I'd watched back then was Tenchi Muyo. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I've heard that of That sounds that. familiar, yeah. It was on Toonami. Um, yeah, that's probably why. I think there's that's like three different why, series. Yeah. And I think all of them made the run on Toonami. Um, but that was another series that I rented on VHS tape back in the day and mm. only got like a very quick snippet into like how it would be like the first couple episodes, like Tenshi Moyu is more of a harem anime where it's like, <laughs> here's Tenshi. And then here's all the girls that keep like kind of fawning over him. But there's, you know, the one obvious one that he's going to end up with, which is he I always like... think is kind of. I, you know what? Like, uh, can can you just give a few more details about the series? Because uh, so there's the a more... space pirate um, who has a little bunny that turns into a spaceship. This um, sounds really familiar. Yeah, you probably saw an episode or two on uh, Cartoon Network, Toonami, or something. Probably, like that. yeah. This sounds really familiar. It has three different series that I remember: Tenchi Moyo, Tenchi Moyo, in Love. And Tenchi in Tokyo, which was, like, the worst one. <laughs> and it was, like, one of those things where, because Toonami eventually picked it up, I did finally get to finish watching Tenchi Moyo. So, mm. like, that, like, part of my childhood that rented that VHS tape that was just like, oh, man, I want to see more of this. It finally, Like, I did end up seeing it all. I think I saw all three <laughs> series all the way through yeah. on Toonami. And I think I had the uh, DVDs at some point, but I don't anymore. So Ranma is kind of like that missing piece of, like, my childhood that I never ended up finishing off, you know? So I'm I'm probably going to stick with it for at least a little while. I don't know if I'll finish the whole thing, because I think it is, like, six or seven seasons or something like that. But oh, wow. these episodes go by fast. Like, you, I don't know if you... Well, Keith doesn't watch, like, almost any anime, but there are some anime that, like, despite the fact that a 20-minute episode is still a 20-minute episode, regardless of series, some of them just drag. <laughs> and, like, it feels like a fucking hour watching mm. one episode. <laughs> no, I would agree. And this, we've probably experienced that on the show with cartoons, yeah. too, where it's just, like, will be taking notes for something, and it's like, wow, how is this still going? Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Absolutely. And there's, there's been, because most of the things that we watch, I try to watch at least twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And some of too. them, it's just like really hard to yeah. do that. The only time I don't is if I sit there and watch it and pause it and take very detailed notes. But if I, mm. if I don't, then I watch it at least twice. Um, and there has been, I'm not going to name names, but there has been things that I've watched twice that the second time around, I'm like, why? Why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, they're honest, probably things the that, I that I picked. I will name names. I think Bleach was one of them for me. Oh, oh shit. No, no. I watched that like four times. And the thing is, we rated that pretty high. Yeah. It was... Yeah. I mean, I get it's that. Just, they, it, I think it, watching something like that two times in a row is just like, I feel like I got it all in the it first did, go. It did, it, did yeah. not, it did not move that quickly, but... Mm-hmm. To me, it was nostalgia. I literally, I, I watched it. Well, watched slash listen listened to it like I think four times in the same day. Like I, yeah. I finished it and then I literally like started cooking dinner and I just I had earbuds in and I just hit play again on my phone and listened to the same episode without watching it. Keith, which show did you regret watching twice? Ah. <sighs> You're gonna make me name names. I gotta look at the list. Well, Corey just named name a Bleach name because I I only named Bleach because that was literally the first thing that popped into my mind. I know there's definitely more though. Tom, which one would you say? Oh, Kablam! Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Because Kablam, that, the thing is, like, yeah. there, was, there was great parts of Kablam, but there was also just terrible, terrible. Prometheus parts. and Bob is the only regret. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Prometheus and Bob. was probably my biggest regret. That's that's the reason I vet things so heavily now. Because yeah. Kablam was, like, so early that, like, I would literally just pick an episode or pick a show and just, like, throw it out there. And the second you throw it out there, it's kind of what we're doing. Unless you fuck it up, like, today. And then you yeah. have them watch two episodes. Yeah. Um, but, like, I can't do that anymore because sometimes you end up with like an episode that just doesn't quite work you know True. like it's not a good representation like maybe you picked an episode where the main character's barely in it mm. maybe you picked an episode where it's all like uh introspective or like it's a um a recap episode i know a lot of anime have recap episodes True. Or you're like and me, and when it one. when it came to the Venture Brothers, you pick the like one of the very first episodes you saw, right when you were entering college and becoming a, yeah. a scientist, and it had a very huge meaning to you. But admittedly, yes. it's probably like the weakest of any of the episodes in the entire seven seasons. But I still picked yeah. it just because. But yeah, I, I yeah, yeah I for... get what you're saying. For me, there's there's very specifically an episode of Gundam Wing that I want to do for the show. For the life of me, I can't find the episode. Oh. Because, well, I've probably found it. My issue is, when I was a kid and watching it, I would just tune out all the political mumbo-jumbo that they talk about for 75% of the episodes because I was there for uh. the giant robots. Mm-hmm. I, now, as an adult, I can't see past it because I see all this political talk and backtracking and um, side deals and all these things and conspiracies. And it's just like, I don't want to mm. narrate this at all. 
<laughs> like I want to get to the part where the giant robots are punching each other, but they talk for I you mean, know seventeen minutes of the show. We could and we then could the just last three like, minutes is actually interesting. We could just like l- like plan it ahead of time, lean into it real hard, and just actually assign like names of current political figures to <laughs> like and just be like you know what. If you if politics bother you, skip this episode. But we're just we're gonna go lean into this real hard. We're not necessarily gonna be right about the things that we assign to it. No, but like, I don't even want to record that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I get like, it. Like, like, no, <laughs> that's not something I'm into. Yeah, because to say after two minutes of that, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'm done. Okay, so don't use current. <laughs> Can someone make figures. a dick or fart in- joke in- now, please? Instead, yeah. In- instead, we let's could... talk about Corey's dick. No, instead we could be yeah. like, okay, here's. <laughs> Here's Ronald Reagan. Let's and put here's that back Bob on the Dole. table. Uh, <laughs> wait. Uh, I'm surprised. That, we'd like to I'm surprised your farts are that you. heavy. <laughs> it's like a concussive blast when it comes out. They hit the uh, Wakanda forever. It's just like a fucking torpedo. <laughs> we'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to three guys ramble about cartoons if you'd like to ramble about our ramblings or explosive (laughs) farts and my dick um you can ramble about that in the cartoon commentary podcast group on facebook if you have any questions comments or corrections you can reach us at cartoon commentary podcast at gmail.com and until all are one i've been Corey. i've been tom i'm not i'm not keith You know, as the episode went on, you started sounding more and more like Keith. Yeah, well, because yeah. I think we've cured you. The drinks are kicking in. I just, uh, I, I also feel terrible, though. So That sucks. Well, I Bye-bye. mean, I'm happy about it. Bye. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Dick. <laughs>